Podcast, the voice of the Black Nerd community. I'm your host, Derek. We got Berserk Music Ian. <laughs> He's a co-host slash audio engineer slash super producer slash I ain't figured out the fourth slash yet. And um, our first segment would be some sort of like personal announcements, but uh, we don't have any, so we're not gonna do that. <laughs> and um, yeah, but today we got um, another good friend of ours. I don't know if you want me to say your whole government, but Mr. Mr. Sam Samuel Samson. A lot of people call him different things. I'm actually the only person that calls you Samson. Is yeah, Sam I am is also Sam I am. Well. Sam I am. Sam I am. Yeah. Uh, Sam Beast I am. Is that what Sam it? Beast Mr. I am. am. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. 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 Sam's here with us. Um, talk about a couple of things. Uh, first things first. I want to apologize for the last episode. I, I didn't. I didn't say rest in peace, Stanley, at the top. I. I I feel like I said it so many times, and just the way the podcast flowed, it, it slipped my mind. But yes, uh, obviously, uh, rest in peace, Stanley. There's no, no comic wars um, over the last week or so. Um, no back and forth for me personally. You know, no DC Marvel animosity. Just, just nothing but love because Stanley definitely made a humongous impact. Uh, with that goes without saying. So, R.I.P. to Stanley. But it's not like a sad thing because you know. It was like 95, you know what I'm saying? Like, he lived his life. Bro. Like, it was a sad thing. We lost a good guy. We lost I, I, a, a, no, a, a, a very like, important person in, in, in our, I, I, in our I, life. I don't consider it sad. Like, I consider like a celebration of his life. That man got to see everything yeah. he ever created put to this level on the like the cinematic screen. Like, that, yeah, We don't know. You might have wanted to see more, man. I mean, I'm not saying that. Maybe he did. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all of his creations were on the big yeah. screen. You know, yeah. like, he lived a long life. You know what I mean? Mm. Like... If I die at 95, you shouldn't be like in shock and like crying. It should be like, yo, he lived a good life. Like, you know, let's celebrate his well, life. He's still going to be missed, though. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no sorry, <laughs> yes. sorry, sorry. I don't want it to sound like I'm saying he's not going to be missed. Yes, yeah, of like... course he's going to be missed. Yes, he will definitely be missed. But I don't think you, like, it should be like a solely a sad occasion. Like, what do we think about it? Like, he had a cameo in every Marvel movie. Of course. Now, yeah. yes. now we can't even look for his now cameo. We, can't anymore. Look for well, we, we got a couple more, man. You might, you might see him slip in uh, for the next couple movies, but we after got a couple that. more. The rest of this phase was definitely had still have his cameos. It's gonna be a where is Waldo situation. Uh, maybe you see him in a newspaper article or something. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm sure it'll somewhere. live on in some way like that. You know what I mean? I hope so. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. Like they'll like something. It'll, like you said, like uh, in a newspaper or it'll, it might be like an old clip of him saying something on like a TV as you're walking past or something. Like you know what I mean? Like it, little things like that that you can Excelsior. see and be like, oh, like that's yeah. the guy. Like yeah. So no, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely will be missed. But I, I didn't take it as a moment to be like sad as I, as much as I did as like a celebration, yeah, celebration, a celebration, celebration of his life. Of his life yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, R.I.P. Stanley. Um, first things up is one thing that none of us can really talk about because we haven't played it. But uh, everybody saying Fallout seventy six is terrible, and I've never been happier uh, <laughs> that I was broke and couldn't afford to pre order the game because I would have, I would have pre ordered the game. And if I nah. pre-ordered it, he would have pre-ordered it. <laughs> I would not have pre-ordered it. Well, before the thing is, we would have pre-ordered it early before the first reviews came in. I okay. We would have. We would have. We might have. We were there, but, but I didn't pre-order it because I couldn't afford it. So Ian, Ian, I don't know what Ian's real reason was, but I assume it's because like well, my no, real Ian reason. Didn't I, it, so. I I didn't pre-order it because I saw the reviews, 
and I, like the people who went in and, and played the game initially and what they were saying, first of all, I didn't know that there was going to be no NPCs at all. I I knew I thought it was going to be like we some people in the game that you would you would go to like vendors or whatever that would have maybe some story or whatever, but it's like literally just you and a couple other people. Mm-mm. That's that's trash, bro. Yeah. Like why couldn't it just be both? I don't. Why did they make that decision? I don't. I trying don't understand, to trying man. to <laughs> get in on this online multiplayer multiplayer thing. That's yeah. the, that is what the, that is that's what it is, and this is this is going to be central to our main topic in it later. But like that's the whole thing. They wanted they tried to do it and they messed up. They, they could literally wrong. have taken what they've been doing just and just added people into just the allowed, environment. Just allowed like, you to do I it don't with your understand why, why they that's Fallout. Why would, why would you change the core? Yeah. They literally could have just done Fallout, but now you can match up with your friend, which would keep me more honest because I always quit Fallout like halfway through. I always yeah. get I always get to a point where I'm like, yes. bro, this is too much. I'm overwhelmed and yeah. I don't feel like doing it anymore. And Ian's always like. I hate this nigga. But he can't be too mad at me because it is a solo game. So, you know, say so he's still enjoying it on yeah, his own. He doesn't yeah, need me yeah. to like keep enjoying it like 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 maybe like Destiny or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean the gameplay is cool, but like the real reason I like the game is the story. Right. Like the fact the choices and all that, that you have to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand maybe maybe it would be interest it be kind of weird to like intertwine everybody else's different choices into the the grand scheme of things. Because what you choose affects no, but it doesn't your... have to be. It, it didn't have to be like that. It literally could have just been you still do your story, things you do, and they affect you personally. But when you match up with your friend, y'all just get together and explore or do maybe some little multiplayer challenges with like like PVE type challenges. What you if know? you like bump into a faction that you excommunicated in your story, but your friend didn't? So now they're attacking me, yeah, yeah, hey. and your homeboy is like, and, 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 looking and, at you and, like, bro, you, you just getting lit up by. Nah, hey, but you know what? But you know what? It, but you know they could have done. They could have done something interesting there too. Now you're with a friend. This is this is your boy in real life, right? Like y'all really friends. But in the game, y'all may have made some different decisions. So now you hit here, this faction, like, hey, we don't fuck with him, bro. Why are you over? Like, why are you with that? That's not that's your man's. All right. And now you got a choice. <laughs> you gonna stick that, with your boy, or you gonna still yeah. rock with your faction? Because yeah. now you got to think about it. It's just like it's just like when uh like you uh you know your boy over. And your girl like clearly getting annoyed, and your boy like talking to to your girl crazy. If that ever happened to you, like she, I understand what you mean. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he like, hey man, you need to shut up. And you like, bro, hold on, no, you need to shut up because you get to go home, but I still gotta stay here. So, like, <laughs> like, and that's what it is. It's like, well, you can ride with your boy, but you still gotta go back to your own story at some point. And yeah, when you go back, yeah, you go they back. still gonna like, be hey, mad. Man, I saw you, buddy, buddy, but <laughs> yeah, uh, with, with the dude, he took out was, a lot of our niggas. Like, what's going on? Our, our guys, you know, what, what's it? What's good? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I think they could have done something very interesting. Now that may have taken a lot longer to yeah. create that kind of world, but yeah. as I've said previously. Previously, I'm fine with taking a long time to develop games if you're going to give me an amazing experience, uh, and you're honest about your development cycle. Yeah, you know, unlike Square yeah. Enix. Yeah, so, like what you said is innovative. It's taking right. what Fallout is and adding another depth to, to it, it and which is what you should be doing in a game. Exactly. Which is why Call of Duty makes the same game. Right. Oh, no, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you, no. you go to play. You got Call a formula of Duty. that works. It yeah. is. Yeah. Why, why? So much so that they just were like, you know what? Cut the single player. Like here's just, the, like, here's just multiplayer. Right. Why? Don't worry about it. Here you go. I mean, I mean, except yeah. unless you count like zombies as single player or something uh, like that, maybe. But like, yeah, it's like Call of Duty literally was just like. Yeah, now nah, we know what y'all want here. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, here you go. That's exactly right. And with so, Fallout, everybody just wants to play a story. Right. Exactly. That's what people play Fallout for. Exactly. And I don't understand. And even then, play Fallout the story with a friend. I right. Mean, it just, 
it just in my mind seems so easy mm-hmm. to like just do. Why did they make the choice? Like who decided that this was a good idea? Right. I don't because it's it's always the simple answer. Yeah, that's the right one. But they always feel like we have to do something complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah uh, they're right. trying to change the world. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's like, bro, yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't gotta, you don't gotta means. create the light bulb, bro. I yeah, just like yeah. it's cool, dog. Like, yeah. just you can create the light switch. Like, you don't have to create the whole thing. Like, Want to change the definition of an MMO? Like, yeah. Like, now all you have is a shell of an a sandbox of a game, bro. It's like <laughs> it's just it don't do nothing well. It's like yeah, it's it's not good, man. But like, I'm glad. I think me and Ian are at a point now where maybe we're out of the habit of super early pre-ordering because in a past well in a different place i feel like we would have seen it at e3 because we liked what we saw at e3 oh hell yeah originally i was on board and we would have pre-ordered then mm-hmm. and then once we started seeing the reviews and the videos been like oh damn and we you know we play digitally and we pre-order games digitally and mostly so there would have been no way to get your money back in that or you know playstation works with you sometimes but, yeah yeah you know it just would have been whatever so um. Yeah. Like you know, it could have been that way, but you know, that thanks to be being like, broke, you yeah. know, <laughs> we didn't do that, and <laughs> we uh, dodged man. a big bullet uh, from everything I've seen so far. It just yeah. doesn't look fun. Either. I don't even know how they could fix this. Honestly, this is just yeah. a scrap of a game. Like, yeah. Say just, and I mean, some bad, people, some, some people are saying that maybe if you play with a friend, it's okay. And I think I think I'd be willing to jump into the game. So like when the division lost eighty. Six percent of its player base, or whatever it was, it was like a ridiculous number. The they were so desperate to try to get people back in after making changes that the price just plummeted. So like you could get a game for like thirty dollars, but it was only like a month after the game had come out, and and then at like three months after the game had come out, it was literally like it was on sale like every other week, well, not every but like every every two three weeks, uh, the division was on sale for like fifteen dollars, you know, twenty dollars, like it was always on sale. And I think I'd be willing to try it if we're both going to try it and play it together. Because some people are saying, like, that might be a better way to enjoy it if that's what you're – if you think you would enjoy playing with somebody in a Fallout type of setting except for the fact that there's no NPCs. So, like, maybe you could find some enjoyment in it. So I think that'd be something I'd be willing to try if the price was 15 or maybe $20. I'd be willing to say, okay, and if if it's just that bad still – then all right, you know, I lost twenty bucks. I, I blown twenty bucks on worse or stupider stuff. So fine. Or you know, we play and we're like, I, this actually isn't that bad. You know, <laughs> mm. maybe it's you know we can find a way to enjoy it somehow. So like, uh, I'm gonna wait on Fallout seventy six and I'll, I'll keep monitoring the price, see when it drops, maybe. And I want to I want to keep watching and see what Ubisoft does because now Ubisoft is in the same position that. Um, they were in with, I'm sorry, I want to see what Bethesda does because now they're in the same position that Ubisoft was in with the Division and that Bungie was in with, you know, Destiny. And we put out a game, everybody's pissed. What do we do to fix it? And and now Ubisoft can go, look, we don't care. We, well, I mean, sorry, Bethesda can go, who cares? And we can put out another Skyrim on another device or... I'm sure they'll have Skyrim for Apple Watch soon, and like it's <laughs> they put they put Skyrim on everything, so like they can just so hey we tried sorry, and they will Fallout Five will come out in a couple of years and just call it a wash. Hey, we messed up. We got, we got these other games for you to play. Sorry, like they could just do that, or are they going to actually dedicate the team who built the game? Are they going to actually tell them no? Go in there, 
let's hear what the community wants, what the Fallout community wants from this game, and let's fix it to give them that. I just don't know how deep this code is because it's not like they can just flick a switch and now the world is populated by NPCs and a massive story. Yeah. So that they've got to do something within the game to make it more interesting, make people still feel like there's something yeah. there. Because right now it feels like Ian said, like a, just an open, empty sandbox of a like a shell, and that that's not good. That's not gonna fly for too long. So too long. It's, it hasn't. It's, well, it hasn't flown at all. Well, it hasn't flown at all. But I'm saying it's people. Done, well, I'm putting it like this. I'm saying people. There are still people buying the game though. Like, people keep picking it up every week. People who don't have access to YouTube. It's not even that. It's it's not even that. Some people are Are blindly loyal. loyal. Yeah, they're just buying it because it's Fallout. It's Fallout. And I know what people are saying, but I have to see it myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. It's not like... Oh, I, it's it's not like they oh they just don't have access to YouTube because if you don't have access to YouTube then how are you playing this game? Like, so, it sounds like game? me going to see a DC movie at this point. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. I just want to see I, <laughs> I just, just want to see superheroes. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. right. Like, like, who all is actually going to see uh, Aquaman? I gotta see it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, you know he is because he's a DC I mean, fan. Of course. Yeah. I got to because well, we superheroes, gotta see man. Superheroes. You think they're gonna do a good job on it? Yes, actually. Yeah. I think I think that. I think that uh, Shazam is going to be terrible, but I think Aquaman is When is Shazam coming out? Next year. Next year. Okay, I, thought, I swear I thought, I thought it was this year or something. Aquaman is this okay. year. Um, yeah, Aquaman. I think Aquaman is going to be good. I think Aquaman is going to be really good, but I don't think that um, Shazam okay. is going to be good at all. I think I, I, I like, like There's a premise in there that's decent, um, and I like pieces of it, and I think it might even be a decent story. I just don't think the movie overall is going to be good. Um same way I don't. Same way I feel like there is a lot of potential in Aquaman because it's just he's really a hard character to mess up. Now, like you know, okay, he's already shit. Like, first of all, anybody who like thinks Aquaman and is like, oh, you know, like the old Aquaman that everybody used to make fun of, you know, if you still think that, you instantly I'm you're not a comic book reader. You don't like you're not into this world. Like you're just. You're just a casual person. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. But you don't, like, your opinion on Aquaman doesn't matter to me. Like, you don't, you don't get real, real say. Um, versus somebody who knows, like, Aquaman now, how he's been built up in a different way now. He's more rugged and he's more yeah, tough. He's better. He's tough. He's more the manly type dude. He, and they've, you know, he's not just a talks to fish guy. You know what I mean? Like, he, <laughs> He got hands, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he can actually do, you know, he's got really good villains. Um, so, I think, like, there's a lot of potential there. Like, it's it, it's really hard to mess that up. It's a basic, he, he, I mean, it's 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 any of these, like, uh, you know the movies that white people make all the time about, like, like history? Like, uh, any sort of, like, King movie from, like. King Arthur. King, all of them. All of them. It's the same thing. It's yeah, all of that. And all those movies. First Gladiator. of all, I like those type of movies. Those like Game of Thrones ass movies. I like that <laughs> setting. That old timey where white people just be wilding on each other. I think that is great. Those are. I don't watch none of these new white people problem shows. But those kind of white people problem shows. I love those. I will watch those movies every day. I kill those on Netflix. All my suggestions are like that. Any little knight in shining armor crap. Watch all of that. <laughs> Like so, that's all they have Shiv- to do. Very chivalrous, this guy. <laughs> that's all they have to do with this. That's, if they screw this up, I'm gonna be beyond shocked. Like you, <laughs> you can make me a too DC shocked movie. though, because I mean, no, I'm they, gonna be shocked. They, the only good DC movie that they've made in recent years is Wonder Woman. Yeah, I couldn't argue that. 
you know, but that, that's what I'm saying. So like the expectation for me is y'all can probably screw this up. Okay, I see what you said. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, I do believe they could screw it up, but I just feel like it's so hard to screw it up, and I feel like they they're getting a little bit better. That I've got to hope every that they time. Can't Listen, I just this. don't want you to be disappointed. That's every the, time. I, I, I mean, DC want... can't. Lose. Well, I put it like this: DC, honestly, <laughs> right now, I don't want to hear about it later. <laughs> I, that's true. That is true. Honestly, DC, I'm at a point now with DC where whatever they're doing on the cinematic universe, I'm. It's kind of is what it is, especially with these two movies. <laughs> I guess I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm not as invested in these two movies because I, I don't. I know this universe can't go any further. The Superman that's been casted in this universe is gone. Like he's not in it anymore. The Batman that was cast in the universe is gone. So yeah, you, you yeah. have to reboot your universe. You don't have a choice, which is what I've been begging for anyway. So I'm watching these movies as single entities. I'm not watching these movies as a as a continual story, right? As something that's going to lead to something. So I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like this is whatever. I'm I'm fine with that. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm just whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, but um. Anyways, back to um. The other thing in in in, in gaming news is everybody's been talking about. Uh, little prototypes apparently of uh, PS5 has been people have seen and I haven't, seen, I haven't seen any um prototypes. No, I no, we haven't seen them. Oh, I thought, I thought reporters are saying they know people oh, that have seen them. Okay. regular people have not seen them. Nobody's okay. seen anything, well, nobody well, knows. What are they saying? Uh, it's just saying it's the problem with what what's shape happening now is, is the box. Now. Oh, no, I went on, not all that. <laughs> but the like, thing, the thing, I mean, everybody's saying, you know, it's not anytime soon, it's not like you yeah. have to, you know, next you got to plan for next summer to get a new oh, console. Okay, so but make sure it's not, in yeah, yeah, it's not right now. But okay. people are saying, like, you know, it is, it's weird, but you know, the console life cycles now are getting a little bit shorter. Um, not, not, no, full, not too short, not, not completely short, but when we when I say shorter, it's there's these iterations and. We are a society that is kind of chases the latest thing. Yes, That's so you always feel like you need the next one. So they come out with a PS4, great, and then they come out with a PS4 Pro. Pro. Oh man, yeah. okay, I need that one. Or even if I have a PS4 and it's working, oh, I, maybe I need the Pro because I don't have a 4K TV. But they got the PS4 Slim. I want the Slim. Mm. I got to get that. You know, what the Spider Man edition, right? Or, or, or I want War a special edition, edition. Right. or I want the whatever. And, it, and same thing in Xbox. Xbox is doing the same thing. And these iterations of consoles. Is what I feel like it was cutting it short because even though they called it a PS4 Pro, to me that's a new console. Mm. That is a new console because it does something that the other console doesn't do at all. So to me, that PS4 Pro is a new console, whether you want to call it or not. Just because it's compatible with games that are on that one, I still think that's a new console. And it, the only good thing I think that comes out of this is the fact that um, games probably will last longer. Like your, your library of games will probably last longer. Mm. The way they're kind of, it's it's in these um, more updates than it is like a brand new console. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it, yeah. so the PS Five. I don't feel like it's going to do to be a huge jump over what the PS Four like Pro is. Like there's going to be upgrades. Obviously, it's graphics going to be better. You know, whatever. There's going to be a lot of you know upgrades, but I don't think it's going to be. Like this, oh my god! I, I, I like right now. Like, the, if you play a PS4, if you if the first game system you ever play is a PS4, and you hand that same kid a PS2, he's gonna be like, "Bro, I can't play these." Like this, yeah, 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 yeah. Even us who grew up with those systems, yeah, we gotta force ourselves to play it. And if you get through it, it's all nostalgia. It's nostalgia is what's fueling you because the games aren't fun. Yeah. Most of those games do not live past yeah. that 
that console. I think the only thing that'll like really set it apart if this is a thing is the uh, <clears throat> the ability to increase the frame rate of the games. Maybe because I mean I don't I've never experienced it, but like based on I mean actually I guess by watching streams, I've seen the difference mm-hmm. between sixty frames and thirty frames. Yeah. So like, but I mean the games could also just developers could just do that themselves i mean some of them don't want to do that depending on the type of game they're making like you know like 60 frames 60 frames per second is not just a end all be all better for everything it's better for competitive games or games where things are fast paced so yeah it's better for like shooters you know and things like that but that doesn't say mean it's better for a game like god of war oh yeah i mean so like or spider-man like i want i like I'm not going to get the same theatrical presence in 60 frames that I might get in 30 frames. So it's not it's not blanket over across everything. So some games they just don't want you in 60 frames per second because I want you to experience it in this way, more cinematic than it is. Just I need to be able to move as quickly as possible. And I'm saying stuff. like uh, like visually, you would see the difference, and that would be the thing that the PS4 Pro doesn't do that the PS5 does. If there was a difference at all that you would. Have want to compare it to maybe yeah i don't know i mean i mean we'll see i don't think it's i still don't think i think we're still a couple years off at least two two from, years uh, seeing that hmm? from seeing that as a um yeah as a, as a thing that you'd have to worry about trying to buy i think we're still two years off so i think if you're like in the market now looking for maybe getting a ps4 pro or something like that i think you're safe and i also think that this generation is going to last a little bit longer into the next one so i think that even if you would buy like a ps4 pro now i don't think it's gonna be a waste of money because i think you could probably still use that ps4 pro for another three four years even if yeah. the ps5 comes out in two yeah you know what i mean i think you could yeah. still probably get away with using a ps the only i mean the only thing would be if you don't have the latest console and everybody else does you, know, you, probably, you can't play with your friends but I think you'll see that a lot of the games are going to be able to still be played yeah, cross platform on the PS4 <clears throat> Pro. Yeah. So you're not just left in the dust. You know what I mean? Maybe it won't run on your OG PS4, but you got a Pro, and I think you could probably still keep up, you know, on some sort of low setting in the game or something, yeah. you know? So that would be my only thing. I think that is, um, yeah, I think I think that's the benefit of it. But then, like I said, we're kind of like a chasing the latest thing society. Everybody has to get the latest iPhone every year, even though it might not be that much better than the last one. So that's only people who got money. I, I mean, no, it's not. It's, that's not true. I hope. Poor, no, poor people do it all the time. It's, it's, it's actually according poor, to uh, according to what they're saying, poor people are not even buying the latest iPhone. I mean, things. I mean, things are changing the sales now. Are down right now. I think things are changing <laughs> now because I think people. I think a couple of things. One, iPhone is really iPhone change its aesthetic as far as like the phone look and everything like that and i think people are probably like uh maybe i'm not too into it so i think that affects it but i also think that um people are more knowledgeable now i think people understand that how broke they are no i mean like to it i mean maybe that too but i think also that people are looking at stuff now and they're thinking to themselves this isn't really a big enough jump for me to really justify getting this so i think people now are putting themselves on a more like a two-year schedule now. Right. You're kind of putting yourself back on that contract. Like, you know, you know when you used to get contracts, cell phone contracts? Yeah. And it used to be you had to pay that phone off over two years, and then your contract was up, and then you could take that phone maybe somewhere else, or you trade it in and get another one. You know what I mean? Like, But it was always two years. So even that phone that might have came out in the year between, 
you never really paid attention because it was like, I'm not changing my phone anyway. Yeah. I think people are doing that, but they're doing it themselves now because you can, they got the iPhone forevers and all the, everybody basically lets you trade your phone in whenever you want to, to get the next one, if you want it. Yeah. And you know, some people are still doing that. That's why I say when, like when I say poor people are doing it, their cell phone bill is never going to go down because they're just going to keep trading in their phone, keep having a, a phone payment yeah. on the actual phone. And they're just going to keep getting the latest iPhone because they want to have the latest thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's holding that, that system is designed for poor people. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, don't you. worry about it. No, you can get the latest phone and, and your payment's going to stay the exact same. Yeah. I don't want my payment to stay the same. I want it to go down. I want to own the phone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I, I, I think me personally, I think I'm on like a three. So like even this one, I don't, well, I mean, I guess maybe I am three. I'm not, I have an eight plus. So there's the 10, the X, and then there's the, I don't, I feel like the XR and XS all count as the same generation. So I don't count that. So I think yeah. next year is when I would look at upgrading at whatever comes out next year. Yeah. I keep my phone still because I don't yeah. need a 10 and I don't I, I I do like the XS Max but I don't yeah I just got my little 7 so you know I'm like oh yeah I'm, this shit I'm chugging, keep rocking with this until it hey, messes man. up right yeah. now and, that's, and, and, and honestly that's that's, that's that's the case for a lot of people you know? a lot honestly people a lot of people aren't willing to take that jump to make to change their whole UI experience a lot of people are like my phone already works as good as it does I'm not trying to pay a thousand dollars for a phone for right. a phone like that's wild that is wild and i'm pretty sure that price that price point is really what's pushing everybody from like ah uh, that's really what's driving sales down oh, of course phone of course Before even there were like 100 bucks and even you, their xr option that's cheaper it's still at 700 dollars. that spec wise is worse than a lot of cheaper phones right like i mean i think people are looking at it even if they don't understand any of that i think people are going i think before it was Hey, to have the latest and greatest phone, it's eight hundred bucks. I can split those payments up. I can also make extra payments if I have money. And over a couple months, I'll pay off eight hundred bucks. Like you know, I don't have to pay it all today. I'll pay it off over a couple months. I can mm. discipline myself for that. That doesn't seem that big. But when you start talking about like a stack, it's something about that extra number. It's like, well, hold on, this is what? How much? And then and then the thousand dollars is for the what the sixty four gig, like the smallest one, right? Yeah. And everybody wants more than that because everybody wants to have movies and yeah. all the music downloaded to their phone and everything. So those are more expensive. And it's like, hold on, I gotta pay twelve hundred bucks. Like, hold on, no, 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 I can buy a new bed for that, or I can buy, you know, what I'm saying, I could, I, my car could be paid off with that. You know, what I'm saying, like, people are like I could do completely different things. It's all about what you prioritize. So yeah. I, I'm not judging anybody who does keep getting the latest one. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I think a lot of people are looking at it and going. This isn't really worth it right now. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, what, what you were saying earlier is what the real issue is. Like, it isn't the problem of spending a thousand dollars on a phone because you know you can make your payments and eventually mm-hmm. pay it off. The problem is, you know, the new phone comes out, so you get that. Now you're on the payment plan. You never finish paying that off. Then you switch to the other phone, and then you know, like you're saying, the payment's still the same. Plan. So like, you're yeah. still paying right. a lot more money than you actually yeah. would back in the day when you would just pay two hundred dollars for a phone. Right. And I don't need my phone to give me a massage. You know what right. I'm saying? For a thousand dollars, it'd be doing something else. I just need to make phone calls and use apps. Yeah. 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 It is. It's. It's kind of. It's kind of a weird thing, and I, I'm. I'm interested to see how this plays out in the video game world because I think one thing, and then we'll, it, this is also going to tie into the main topic, is. Some of the, these game companies, I think they forget that video gaming is a luxury hobby. I, I say that all the time, but this is like nobody needs this. Yeah, you know right. what I mean, I mean, I mean, there are people who've made like careers in video gaming and stuff, and they might feel like they need it. But the, the gaming is it is a luxury hobby. It is not. 
people do this because they like to do it. Nobody needs this. Right. right? It's a privilege. Right. It's a privilege to do this. And people, I think sometimes the people in the industry that sell us stuff, whether it's the consoles or the accessories or the games, sometimes they think they're car insurance. Like, you can't drive your vehicle if you don't have me. I mean, you can, but if you do, you're going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, they feel like they're a necessity. And it's like, you're not. You know what I mean? Like, I fill my time with playing games and stuff like that, but I, I do that through your medium, but I also a big draw of it is I like talking to my friends and I like experiencing these things with my friends and stuff like that. But honestly, I get that same thing. It's just not instant as far as like being on like the microphone, but I, I can fill up my time watching TV shows and YouTube video. Like I, I can fill up my time in other ways if I really wanted to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I got a bunch of stuff in my Netflix queue. If I didn't have a video game, I'd just be doing that every night. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Like so that's what people who aren't into video games do basically. You know, they watch shows or something like that. They could get into something different. So it's like, yeah. Don't act like this is the end all be all of everything. Like relax. You know yeah. what I mean? So um that's one thing. The only thing I want to say real quick, uh before we get into the main topic, and this this has nothing to do with the main topic. I just I just really want to say this. Um and I can't wait till Gerard gets here and we can do this episode next week. That Fantastic Beat movie is horrendous. <laughs> um, I've, as as I've as somebody that's lived with it, and I'm gonna watch it again this weekend. Um, I am appalled. Not appalled. I am appalled. So after, without ruining anything. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got. You. So after the first after the first time watching it, I'm, I'm, I came out of there thinking, okay, you know what? There's probably a reason for all of these. Um, things that we just <laughs> that we had just gotten there's probably a reason i'm thinking you know i'm reading the book something okay you know she always throws a curveball at you at the end you're like okay this all makes sense now i watched the second time i'm like i don't know how much you can like really explain yeah it's a lot of even BS, after man. that you're like that's it's still that field what you just you know showed us now i'm, I'm looking at like you know reviews and commentary on the movie and i'm and you know I'm like really thinking this. Yeah, they and and they might have messed this one up a little bit. I know you're a Harry Potter fan. Like Harry Potter fan, as far as like you read all the books or you just love all the movies. I love all the movies. Okay, okay. Um, so as somebody who's read all the books, nerd. Uh, yeah, 100. percent That's the point. Of the fire, <laughs> right? uh, I walked out the movie upset. Ian, Ian can attest to that. I walked out yes. the movie like, why? Uh, and so I I could see you not sharing this sentiment. Right, uh, I can see you going in there and being like, "This so, is great." What, so what? Not, what? No, no, not even that it's great, but it, the, the way you thought when you saw the saw it the first time, it was like, "Okay, she must be going somewhere with this." Anybody who hasn't read the books, to me, if you watch this, mm. you go, "Okay, sure." I, I don't know any better. I don't. I haven't been. The movies have not mm. told me enough of the details yeah. for me to go for me to combat anything I just saw. Yeah. So I'm rocking with it, mm. and that's what J.K. Rowling is. And so there, on. there's details in the movies. That didn't happen in the book, or it was changed in the movie. What what a, what about it exactly upset you? I mean, there are things in the movie that are literally impossible. Yeah, there are. <laughs> so that so that so that one thing that was that's I, I did not know about that. I, I knew that, and I was I, I was so flustered that. by other things in the movie that I forgot. And when I saw that on the screen rant video, uh, that's the video I was trying to watch the other night. Was the was the screen rant of. Uh, Fantastic Beast, right? And that's why I muted it because I really because they started talking about it in our group chat, and I was like, all right, I gotta watch it. So I, I instantly I thought I just muted my mic and I watched it. And as I was watching, I'm like, exactly, exactly what I was saying, exactly what I was saying. And then I was like, hold, how did I miss that? 
Like, I, I, and, and the thing is, it's only a quick moment. It's not like a super long, drawn out moment. It's just one moment in the movie yeah. where he says this, and you're like, like in the and in, in the film, I think I just overlooked it. I didn't even think. I wasn't looking at the years. Like I wasn't thinking. But afterwards, when I saw that, I, I, I was like, the moment he said it, I was like, of course, that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Yeah. How is that possible? And then I started doing some more research, started looking at some other people. Everybody's like, "Yeah, J.K. Rowling, what the, what is, what, what are you doing?" Like, I, I mean, I, <laughs> this is a humongous yeah. plot hole from yeah. anybody that's read the books. But if you've only watched the movies, you don't mm. know any of that. You have no knowledge of any of this. Mm. So, you know. But one thing I will say is that um, the people's years of birth are mysteriously missing now on Pottermore. So. Also, that's the thing. I didn't know how old uh, Professor McGonagall looked. I, I mean, from from what she looked like, she looked like you know she she could be I mean, in the in the movies. No, and see that's the thing. And in the in the book, I don't recall them ever mentioning her age. Yeah, they do. They they uh, do. I don't. I, they, I, okay, this is, I don't think this is an overall spoiler. And like I said, as somebody who's only watched the movies, I think that you yeah, can I, still enjoy I, I, the movie. Yeah, I would go in and I wouldn't know it. I think better. you'll still enjoy the movie even if you know this or not. But. Professor McGonagall is referenced in the movie. She's shown in the movie. There's like she's played by a character, and and um, I think that's a spoiler, so I won't say that. She's referenced in the movie at a point, and she's shown in that in the movie at its current time as a like living, breathing person, and that's all fine and dandy, except for the fact that she shouldn't have been born yet. <laughs> so, um. That could be very, problematic. Yeah, that's very confusing to all the book readers who are the main supporters of your movies, right? Like when they came out with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, who do you think was explaining what that book was to people who didn't read the books? Like when they when that when the first one came out, did you have any idea where it was from, where it was no. referenced from? Of course not. Absolutely not. And even in the movies, it is referenced briefly in the movie. Yeah, Hagrid. but it's not a overall mm. big. Thing. It's like small. It's like a. It's a small reference in the movie. So yeah. if you only watch the movies, you're putting out something, and you're just you're, you're you're banking on somebody who's only watched the movies to either have a friend who knows something about Harry Potter who can tell them where it comes from, or two, you're just interested in the fact that it's in the Harry Potter universe, so you show back up. Right. That's your two ways of getting people there, and it worked. And now they're just doing whatever, and it's disrespectful. But I know I'm a sheep, and I'll probably still go see the third one in hopes, in hopes. That there's some sort of finagle to fix it all, but I am. I just want people to know that I'm very disappointed. Um, Appalled. In, in what was put out? Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, um, that's that was just an offshoot. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Are you okay now, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine now. It's just you know, yeah. Very, 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 very disappointed, and especially in knowing that J.K. Rowling had a, had a strong hand in it. Um, that, that disappoints me a lot. She wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> very disappointing. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it could just be that. Honestly, she might have just not been thinking. Like, it's, her her universe is, in, she, is yeah. insanely expansive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's so, so many, much to know. And there's so, there's, and there's so much more. details and tidbits that she could, she could easily have screwed up. Here's the thing. She knows, because it's her world that she created herself. Yeah. There's things that she knows about the world that she's never told us. But that actually fit in everything. And she knows that. And she tells us stuff like that at random book signings and interviews. She'll just bring up a new random fact because she's the one who created the whole world. So she knows different things. 
that doesn't give you a pass for contradicting the world you've already built, though. Right. So she should have done something. I don't. I don't know, man. I I just feel like she. She's got to figure out how to recover from this because she has to understand that the core of people showing up to these movies in Harry Potter attire and I went to the movie in my Ravenclaw jacket and my Headboy pin on. So that's like you can't, you know what I mean? Like we're the main people going to your movie. We're the people that are want, want, to, want to buy the movie and add it to our collections. Like we're the ones that are doing all that. We're the ones on Potter more and all these random nerd sites. That's us. That's, that's your people who read the books. Movie people ain't really on there like that. You know what I mean? And especially how it was to get into Pottermore originally, people who only watched movies never would have been able to get in. So, you know what I mean? The people of Pottermore are a different level of people in this fandom. So, if that's your core audience, actually, this is a perfect way to tie into the main topic. Cater to your core audience is a big thing. That's going to be a theme here for me personally. Cater to your core audience. Cater to the people that put you in this position. And that's that is what it is. Anyways, the um main topic of the day is um the casual gamer versus the hardcore gamer and the I, I the expectation maybe I don't know if that's the right word, but what these gaming companies are expecting of people within their games to be successful within that game. Yeah. So, we just talked about a little bit earlier, gaming being a luxury hobby. This is not something that people need. This is not something that is a necessity in life. It is an option. And it's a luxury option because it's not cheap to play these games at a high level. If you play Call of Duty on a crappy TV, even if your aim is amazing, you're probably going to die a lot because there's somebody playing on a console, but they're playing on a PS4 Pro, and they're playing in 60 frames per second, and they're playing on a 4K TV with uh, you know, a one millisecond response time. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be able to keep up with that guy. You are going to lose, right? Um, to me, it seems like a lot of games are. I think this is where you get a Fallout seventy six. A lot of games are now making their games for people who can afford to do nothing but play the game all the time. So the so everybody is getting rewarded for. Let me put it like this. You can have an advantage just if you have all the time in the world. So if you got some rich parents that go, sure, you want to stream video games? Fine. And you can live at home for three years trying to build a streaming community under you and do nothing but play video games every day and have no responsibility? That's a blessing. But the game is catered to that guy versus the real average player who I believe is a person who works a job doesn't have to be Monday through Friday, eight to five, but they work a job, you know, roughly 30 to 40 hours a week, you know, whether that's between school counts as a job to me, you know, so you have a, if you're in high school, you know, I mean, 
if you're a kid, you should be going to school for how many hours a day, except for the summers. You know, if you're in college, you got classes and things, or or you work. So even even like the athletes, right, or the entertainers, like they still have stuff they have to do to keep their like careers going, and then they can play a video game. They may still have more time because they have the flexibility to go. Hey, you know what? For the next month, I made my money off this last tour I just did. So for the next month, I'm not going to do anything but dive into playing this video game. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a football player could do that in his offseason, right? Like, he's like, yo, I got two months off. I'm just going to play this game, Fortnite, and I'm going to get great at Fortnite. I'm going to play Fortnite all day, every day for a month, and that's and now they're good at Fortnite. You know what I mean? Like, now they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, not saying Fortnite actually applies here, but that's just an example. But I feel like the games now are catering to people that can play 10 hours a day. And if you play 10 hours a day or if you spend a bunch of money, then you can have the best stuff in the game that makes you successful. I you pay game. to win. Not completely. Um, I think I'm... O- See, I'm okay with pay to win as long as I can get the stuff through playing the game. I just don't think the requirement should be oh, well, you're a casual. You only play three hours a day. Spend three hours in front of a screen playing a game. That's a big time commitment. That's not small. Mm-hmm. Just because your life is privileged to where you can, you, you got to a place where you can play 10 hours a day doesn't mean my three hours isn't a big time commitment. That's a huge time commitment. I still have a life I have to, I have bills I have to pay. And it's great that it worked out for you that playing this game may pay your bills or somebody else is paying your bills while you play this game. But that's not the reality for the majority of people that play games. So you can't create games just to appease people, to appease the people who can spend their lives doing nothing but playing the game. I guess um, the real question, well, I guess that's, I guess the question, what is the margin for, because uh, they don't want to make it so easy that you can get everything. Of course not. They want you to be, they want there to be a, an area or a margin in which you would um be like, okay, I don't play as hardcore as this guy, but he has all the stuff because he plays hardcore. So now I gotta maybe I gotta fork in a couple of a couple of dollars so I can at least be competitive. I think like what time slot is that? My my thing is if you're gonna create a game and you're gonna say, Listen, we want people who are willing to dedicate their time to this game, then you look at the biggest demographic of your people. Right, and to me, I, and, and I don't have official numbers to back this up, so don't, nobody asked me for that. I don't, I don't have a real percentage, but I would assume the bulk of people who play video games work a job of some sort. Yeah, something, something part time, or they go to school, they do something else. Right, they cannot just sit and play a video game all day. Right, so that being the case, that being your major market, you look at it and go, okay, what would be the hardcore? So I would say, okay. Five hours a day, right? If somebody can play for an average of five hours a day, that should be, to me, that should be hard. five hours plus, that's hardcore. If you can play the game, five, especially in the type of games we have now that they want you to play for an extended amount of time. This isn't like Infamous where if you just dedicate like a weekend, you might knock it out and then you're done with the game. These are games that are living and breathing. They're keep going. They're going to keep adding content. You're playing with other people. You know, you're continuously moving through the game you know like fifa or like destiny mm. um see the thing is like um that average or the hardcore 
the definition of hardcore changes. It would change to where like, okay, now playing for five hours is hardcore, but once the game gets more popular, maybe playing for twelve hours is more hardcore than the guy who's playing for only five. No, because now they got they got. I mean, they have to put that into perspective. But as the game gets more popular, all your you you still like so when you look at averages, right? It's like okay, let's just say. Also, I don't even know what the averages are. For we, we don't. We don't. But let's just make up numbers because you know whatever. Yeah. Um, let's say seventy percent of your player base has a job, and they would say on average they could play anywhere between two and five hours a two and five hours a day. No, no, two and four hours a day, right? So just that extra step up, because five hours, imagine working nine to five, then coming home and playing for five hours. I say imagine like we don't do it sometimes, but it does happen. So yes, absolutely. Whatever. But, imagine, you know, you're working that. now. But now imagine you're throwing in kids, things like that. So let's say the biggest bulk of your people are telling you, I can play two to three hours. Let's say three. Yeah, three is a good number. Two to three hours a day. That's 70% of your people, right? But let's say that's only out of 100 people playing your game. I'm just making up numbers to make it easy, right? Um, let's say 10% said they can play more than two to three hours a day, and 20% said they play less than two to three hours a day, right? So I can't cater to 10% of people that are here and make it so that only 10% of the community can have all this stuff because they're willing to put money in, right? I want to. I want the biggest bulk of my people to be happy. So the 10% people, I'll put little things in the game that for you playing your 10 hours, you get a badge. You get some a little thing, but nothing mm-hmm. game-breaking because yeah. you played 10 hours. That's just what you do. You, Vanity. Exactly. Vanity you stuff. can do little things. But that two to three hour slot, those are the people I need to make sure are still engaged and don't feel left behind or don't feel like yeah. they can't compete. And th- these games... A lot of these games are not doing that. They're not. Th- that's who you should pander to is that group because they're your bulk. They're the people. They're the people who, as quick as they'll buy your game, they will just not buy the next one because they'll go. I played their last game and it was cool at first, but you know it's one of those games where you gotta have eight hours a day. And I'm let me not let me, let me put it like this too. You can have a game that is scaled to just that. You could make a game like that where it's you have to play 10 hours a day to do it. Like you can do – and that's – I think that's okay if you want to make a game like that. But every game can't be like that, especially if you're doing, trying to make a mainstream game. You know, Bungie working under Activision is trying to make a mainstream game. You can't have something – and I think Bungie has found a very good balance right now. And I think they did – I mean, I think they've done it for a while now, but they have a very good balance that – if you're one of those people who wants to stream for 10 hours a day because that's what you do and that's how you make your money, no problem. You can do that, but that's not necessarily – there is a there's a point where you plateau. So, yeah, okay, you play six hours a day, so that got you this thing faster, but then that's kind of where it is. So, yeah, you can play that extra four hours, but we're not going to give you this massive advantage just because you have all this extra time. So when this guy comes in and he plays two to three hours on one day, then he plays two to three hours the next day – he has actually a, he still has a chance to catch up and to compete. It can't just be this random ten percent at the top all the time. That makes yeah. That's what you hear from different people in different communities complaining about the fact they feel left behind or they feel rushed or they feel like you know they yeah. have to go out of their way to stay competitive in certain games. I mean, uh, the way I saw it, I always saw that um um the the top 10 percenters are the ones that are like the community leaders and 
they would be the ones that would even get the people at the bottom, the, the two to three hour guys, to even want to play the game at all. Right. So in that case, I would think you 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 would still want to appease the top ten percent. I to I put it like this: um, you want to do something to appease them, right? I, I I agree. You need to. That's why I said there has to be things in the game, little things though, not game breaking things. You can afford to play 10 hours a day, so now you get this amazing weapon that kills everybody in one shot. I'm just making this up. I don't, I don't know where this exists. I'm just making something up. You can play this game 10 hours a day, so now you have this amazing weapon. I may never get that weapon now because I can't afford to put that much time in at once. Or I'm going to have a miserable two weeks until I can finally get up to that time where now I finally get the weapon after this long now. But just because that, now you're wrecking havoc. Now And, and then because of that, you're beating me in different things, and you're even getting, and now you're getting better rewards again, and I'm still getting worse rewards. And we might be the same skill level, but because you have this game-breaking gun, because you can play ten hours a day, I, now I'm losing more games, and I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing, and I don't feel like I'm losing because of skill. I feel like I'm losing because of a a, a gun or something you have in the game that is making that is giving you an advantage, all because the game developer believes that. Well, he played ten hours. He should get. He should have better stuff. He played ten hours. He should have maybe cooler stuff. Maybe he has a full armor set. Mm. Cool. He has a cool armor set that looks cool. That's great. But I can get an armor set that may not look as cool, but has the same perks, so I can compete. Yeah, I think we have to because we we've been talking about this on and off. Mm -hmm. Like, what actually defines a casual versus hardcore gamer? Um, and I was looking up some gaming websites and they actually don't even refer to casual gamers in how many hours they play. They actually refer to them as how many games they play. Yeah, I agree. So I thought that was interesting first. Mm -hmm. So someone who plays one, two, three, you know, one game, maybe two is considered a casual mm -hmm. gamer. Someone who would play three or more, you'd, you'd call them more hardcore. hardcore. Um, so I think when we talk about casual gamer and hardcore, yeah, we got to define that first, right? How many games is this person actually playing? Mm -hmm. Because they may... You know, if we're talking about a casual gamer, let's say they play one or two games. Well, if they're constantly switching between games and they're only playing two to three hours, that also is going to affect mm -hmm. how much they're actually spending on that one game. Um, but then I also want to ask, well, who, how should a developer of a game create a game? Because you want to make a game that people enjoy and want to play. And you want to continue to make the people that play the most happy. Because they're the ones that are driving this force. It kind of gets back to what Ian was saying. If these top 10 percenters are the one playing these games 10 hours a day, right? Or say 5 to 10 hours a day. And they're the ones that are promoting on YouTube and on Twitch and all these other different streaming websites. You know, this game is great. Look at, look at how much fun I'm having. Look at how many rewards I have. Mm -hmm. This is great. Do this, do that. You're now feeding the 70 percenters who can't play as much but enjoy the gaming experience by just watching these people. So how do you make a game that that caters to the people who play the most? You know what I'm saying? So what I, what I would want to know first is, and I don't know that there's any evidence or any numbers on this. The first thing I want to know is how many people actually enjoy watching other people just play the game? Yeah, like I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm one of those. Play. I'm one of those. Okay. That, okay I, yeah. I, I, I genuinely like I, watching I know, people and, play. And, and I want to. I, I want to specify this for Ian because I know. I know Sam will really just watch someone like play FIFA. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, Sam will just watch you yeah. play FIFA. Not not you know. Whereas and Ian can tell me if I'm wrong. 
But a lot of times when I see Ian watching other people play, it's because he's trying to get something from what they're doing. So if they're doing a quest and he wants to know where to get something in the quest, I'm watching it. Or there's a gun, I want to know how to get that gun. Or there's a, 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 a armor setup or something that can make me more effective and I want to know how to how to do that. So I need to know what perks I'm looking for. I'm watching you. But I don't, and I again, I could be off, but I don't see Ian as much just on Twitch just watching someone play Destiny just because and it, anything. Like, oh, they're just doing a story mission. Yeah. And he's just watching. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, I initially, that was the case. And I would say primarily that is the case now where I'm mostly looking at people play games to get better at my own gameplay. Right. I'm not looking at them to, like, just enjoy them playing. Enjoy them go watching them play. I'm watching them because I want to get as good as they are. Right. Not, you know, so that that would, that would be my, but I mean, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even tune in if they were playing something that I wasn't interested in. Right. Right. So in that case, yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I mean, now, now I'm understanding that I'm a casual gamer because I only play like what Call of Duty or Destiny. Well, that's not, I don't, I don't think that's true either because in, in, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't think, and that's fair if that's how other people are judging casual versus hardcore. Um, to me, I would say not necessarily how many games you're playing at any one given time, but how many... How much hours you spend on the game. To me, well, to me, hours would be over everything else. But if I was going to forego hours say, what would be the next thing that would tell me whether you're a hardcore or casual would it's be how, how many, many different kinds of games yeah. you play. So do you, are you... Okay, do you play sports? Do you play adventure? Do you play MMOs? Do you play RPGs? Do you play shooters? Do you play... JRPGs, you play fighting games. Like, what's the range of what you play? So, if you only play sports and then in sports you only play 2K, you're a casual gamer. If you're in sports and you only play 2K and Madden, you're a casual gamer. But if you're in sports and you play 2K, Madden, MLB The Show, NHL Hockey, UFC, to me, that you're a gamer. That's fine. You're just a sports gamer, but you're a gamer. Because you play everything in that room. You like sports games. Yeah. So to me, you're a gamer now. Like, I don't think it's fair. Because like you just, like I just said, like the whole thing, I, the whole point I'm making is that the, the majority of your audience is going to be an audience that has some sort of daily activity and, that stops them from being able to play your game. And then they get to play your game later. Mm. So if, if, the, if that's your case then it makes sense that, yeah, at any given time, you probably are only playing one or two games, maybe three. And that's probably a stretch. That third game is probably like a single-player-only game. So like me, I'm playing, I play FIFA sporadically or something, right? I play FIFA. I play Destiny a little bit. And I play Need for Speed a little bit. And I play Assassin's Creed Origins a little bit. Right, so I guess I would fall in the hardcore of their standards, but also because they're all kind of different games. But I also think that I do them at different times. Like so, uh, maybe Destiny, maybe FIFA's really gotten on my nerves. So I'm like, I need to switch it up. I'm just gonna play Need for Speed and just kind of chill. Or you know what, this is getting on my nerves. I want to play something that's a little more story driven. So I'm gonna hop over to Assassin's Creed. Um, so if you're like, but that's just me. But I also go slow, so it takes me a long time to beat Assassin's Creed, right? Whereas if I just played, if I really just focused and played Assassin's Creed for like two, three weeks, I'd probably beat it and be done. You know what I mean? Or like at least beat the main story, something like that, right? But I don't, I don't do that. I just play it sporadically when I'm kind of in the mood. Not, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I used to play games to beat them, 
but that was really just because I only had my game. The games I had were limited, so it'd be like I got to play this game. This is all yeah. I have. But now I, you know, I've been blessed to not to have more options. So now I'm like, well, I, you know, I don't have to just play Assassin's Creed anymore. I can also switch it up and play this, and I can also switch up and play that and this and this new game and that new game. So yeah, now it, you know, now I'm, you know, my time's a little more split obviously so i don't think it's fair to be like oh you're just a casual if you're only playing two games because mm. you're playing red dead what if one of those games is red dead as in depth as red dead is that's a lot <laughs> there's a lot yeah, going yeah, on yeah, there yeah, yeah so it would make sense if you only had time for one other game beside that <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, you'd be like oh yeah i, I kind of hop on you know street fighter every now and again you know, you know yeah. what i mean like that would make sense you got one game aside that but most of your time is dedicated to that yeah, universe to because of how much is in it yeah i don't think that makes you casual if you're if if you're dedicating, you know, three hours a night to Red Dead, and then yeah. you're, but then maybe on a Saturday you want to switch it up, and you know because you just played Red Dead, you know, all Friday afternoon through the night, you'd be playing Red Dead for twelve hours. You need a break, and you play Street Fighter as a second game to split it up. I don't think that yeah. you're, oh you're a casual because you're only playing two games right now. Like yeah, I wanted to I wanted to reach back into a little bit what we we're talking about earlier, and then I want to kind of get to what you're saying here. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to what Ian does, like when it comes mm-hmm. to like watching Twitch streamers. So specifically when it comes to FIFA, like I'll I'll just watch somebody play, mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm also analyzing, analyzing. that play yeah. Yeah. because I don't watch people worse than me. Oh no, game. you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. just gonna watch my <laughs> yeah, little brother play FIFA. He's right, never right, played exactly. before. But so yeah. like when I'm watching people play, it's pros or streamers who can at least get to the elite level in mm-hmm. FIFA, right? Because I'm even though I'm enjoying what they do just for fun, like what I'm watching is oh they do this they, they do cut this. in here yeah. they they kind of you know do a fake shot here to create more space mm-hmm. and then shoot oh they do time finishing more I need to work on my time finishing so there's little things that you can kind of watch and learn yeah that, you know as a student uh-huh. but then I also do I mean just for fun but that's yeah. what I'm saying but, but the thing is that's the part in there that's big yeah you, but the you thing will is, still watch the comparison I want to make though is when someone I guess is a hardcore gamer. Mm-hmm. What I would expect them to be as a student of the game. Yes. Right. Okay. You, like when when you 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 study to be an engineer, how did you study to be an engineer? Like you read textbooks. I'm sure you did lab work. Maybe y'all watched some videos on what engineers do. I don't know. So maybe you did a job shadowing. You know what I'm saying you you surround yourself with that topic. Mm-hmm. So like I want to be the best FIFA player possible. So I'm gonna surround myself in, in that in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching streams. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm I'm doing things I don't really want to do, which is like try to trade players and sell players and mm-hmm. open packs and all this other different stuff. But I'm playing and I'm learning how to be a master of the game, so mm-hmm. to speak. So I guess that is what a hardcore gamer is. Mm-hmm. I guess we could say, you know, a student I of the game. Yeah. They study. They want to play. They want to be the best. A hardcore gamer for, I think I I guess I, I that's why I want to say that is, if you do all that for one game, you're a hardcore gamer. Right. Like you don't you. The, just because that's the only game you're doing it for doesn't mean you're not hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you are a hardcore gamer. Mm. That's why I don't think it's fair to be like, you're only playing one game. Yeah, but if this one game... now, So I think there's a difference, right? If you're playing Jack and Daxter over and over and over, that's you're not hardcore, right? Like, you beat the game and you just keep doing it, right? Like, that's you're not... You're a hardcore Jack, Jack and Daxter player. Nah, I don't think that... Matt, because there's not, there's nothing evolving in, in that way. Right. But, but this experience. is the thing. This is what I wanted to kind of get to, though. Because I think ultimately what we're talking about is like the competitive nature of the game. Yes, I agree. Like when if if I'm a hardcore FIFA nerd, right? Mm-hmm. No one who just casually plays FIFA is going to want to match up with me. Of course not. 
they they don't know or should what I be know able to right. beat you exactly right exactly so I'm, I'm gonna like there's a friend I play every now and again he'll kind of talk smack to me like mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna beat you this time it's like sure mm-hmm. right it's like <laughs> I'm I'm gonna crush you right yeah. and Warm sometimes I feel bad so I, you know I kind of let him do little things here and there yeah. but the point is. What we're ultimately Eva? talking about. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It's cool, bro. Nah, 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 nah. He used to kick my ass at FIFA, bro. It's one of my homeboys in Augusta. He'll probably never hear this podcast. But just, <laughs> just in case it is, I'm not going to name drop. Yeah. But hey, he may hear it. But yeah, I, I beat him down. But what I want to get to is when it comes to a competitive natured game. So I will say FIFA, your Call of Duties. I haven't played Destiny, but I assume there's some kind of game mode like this where you shoot. Absolutely. Um, your Maddens, you know, those, those competitive nature games. If you play the game five to 10 hours a day, you should be way better than someone who only plays the game two to three hours a day. Absolutely. Right? Now, how, how does a developer, it kind of gets to the question I wanted to ask earlier. How does a developer make a competitive game that caters to someone who only plays two to three hours a day to keep them at the same level of As someone a, who plays five to ten exactly. hours. You see what I'm saying? Yes. How, how do you make a how game like that? How do you like make that? a game like that? And how do you make it not a toxic thing where it's like, okay, the people who are at the bottom can just buy what the guys who are putting the hours in are earning. Right. And then now, okay, this guy at the bottom is is at a level that I'm at because he's using this gun or he's playing with this character that is giving him a competitive edge. Right. I, I got that. I got that. I got, I got a response to that. You know, I'm, I'm prepared. So, so, I put, so, to, to just bring over what Sam just said, right? If you're somebody that's playing the game five hours a day, right? I, I wouldn't ever doubt you're a hardcore player. Not, not going to say anything else. You got time to play. Do you find time to play five hours a day and still do whatever else you do in your life? You are a hardcore gamer for whatever game that is kudos to you the reason i don't really care about pay to win too much right is if there's a way for me to play the game and do it right and get the same stuff i'm going to beat you and we can attest to this in fifa all the time right you play players who have full not full well not yet in this fifa but sometimes you play players they got full icon teams they got these are all the best players in the game and you wash them niggas it just happens you get in that game and you you looking at it like damn this dude got a nice team like oh shit, and then you you beat him for nothing and you like, yo like <laughs> this dude wasted his money like yo you how much money did you spend on this game to get this team to get your ass kicked that see now to me but that's self inflicted that's your fault so my thing is if you want to pay to win and you're not good at the game. You don't get to complain about losing anymore because you have every advantage in the game and you're still not winning. My thing is what's discouraging to people that are putting in two to three hours is I think games where there's a competitive edge should do two things. There should always be a path to obtain whatever is going to be the most effective in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever the most effective items are in the game, there should always be a path in order to get them. Yeah. Something to actually work towards. FIFA does not have that because they keep, especially the way they're doing Icon SBCs this year, FIFA does not have that because the prices are always high. So even if you wanted to get a shitty Icon, at least last year, mm-hmm. that worst case scenario, you could get, you could do the Inzaghi SBC for like 250K. Right. It was 
cheap. You he, he didn't even need an icon to get him, and it you know he wasn't a desire. He wasn't a great desirable player. But if it was just an, to get an icon, like it was just right. something. Like okay, or you could just buy an icon for two hundred fifty k, or you could get a cheap one for that because the SBCs weren't all dependent things like that. So prices fluctuate. You could catch one on the cheap. Now, even though I still don't consider that a true path, it's something. Right. Like, it gives you something to kind of work towards. Right. And I know we've talked about it in FIFA where there are some ways to do it. It just, because FIFA is a game that is very influenced by the community as far as what happens in the actual game, if one of these popular streamers hop on and say, oh, uh, I don't, whatever, Vinicius Jr. is just are great, is amazing. His price will go as high as it can. Right. And we watched it happen last year with Mbappe. Mm-hmm. Mbappe originally, his highest price to be sold was like 5K or something, like something low, or maybe 10K, something like that. Once people started playing with him, everybody started talking about how good he was, they changed his max um, buy and now price to like 30K or 40, 50K or something like that. It, it jumped. And everybody's like, oh, shit. And so everybody started selling Mbappe for mad, like, extra time. Everybody thought they were making the max money on him because he was on the market for full price. Once they bumped it up, then he became even more expensive. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, round one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what I'm saying is in games, you should, there has to be a path in order for me to get there, mm-hmm. right? And also, if you're going to make it competitive to where, so like right now, the and this is the, I think this is the easiest thing to explain it in, in a way that you know, Ian can still understand it too, because it's FIFA, he doesn't play FIFA, but. But he should. Be the the first Chinese soccer something. Yeah, we good. Destiny, Call of Duty, we good. So like in FIFA, the problem is to qualify for these tournaments, these world tournaments, regional tournaments, all this stuff, you have to play in weekend league. But everybody's accounts, you go into weekend league with your own personal account. So you might be a pro player. You might be just as good as the other pro players. But if that pro player has financial backing and can spend $5,000 on packs to get all the players he needs and to have the best team possible at any given time and have always have – you know, 5 million coins to buy whatever cards are available. You're going to lose to that guy. Not because of skill, simply because of money. So my two big things would be, if the game is going to be competitive, you need to always make sure that the player with the most skill is who's winning. Whether that's a firefight in a shooter, whether that's FIFA, whether that's Madden, whether that's anything. If you are going to be at the top, it's because of your skill. Yeah. Just skill. Right? Like, even, and then I guess even to relate it to Destiny, I guarantee you there's plenty of people out there who might have been able to finish and figure out the raid in a better time, but they keep releasing it on weekdays a week after the game or two weeks after the game comes out. So you have to, people have to commit, uh, uh, unnatural amount of time to even get to the level where they can compete for the world first. Well, they actually, well, the last one day. This yeah, last one they, they extended it. more. It was yeah. like three weeks, right? Yeah. This last one was a little bit longer because mm. I think eventually they're, they're starting to see like, okay, we were putting these out too close to the release of yeah. the DLC or whatever it is. So it's not really 
I don't want to call it not fair, but it's just it's too quick of a turnaround. People are killing themselves grinding yeah. just so that they can compete for worlds first, which doesn't mean anything, by the way. It doesn't like you don't get a cash prize, you know, yeah. like there's no big also, tournament. Was, yeah, but it's like, just a status yeah. within the game to go, it's I'm hardcore about this game. I love this game. And there are people that are hardcore about the game that don't have that chance simply because they're in the majority of people who play that game who have to work a job. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it takes the chance to compete in that away. If you wait a month after the game comes out and you release it on a Saturday, which is a day that more people are going to have off. Now, don't get me wrong. There's no perfect day. People work different schedules. People work. Some people work weird schedules. People work on weekends. But a Saturday is a day where conventionally people have off from their corporate jobs, whatever. You're going to have more people that can participate. You also give people a sufficient amount of time to get to whatever level is needed to be into the raid. And now you have, to me, a healthier competition than just this 10% of people who can afford to do nothing but play the game all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? And we, I mean, I won't even, even though this is a Voice of the Black Nerd Community podcast, I won't delve on how the majority of the people are obviously white people who come from families that can probably support them to get them to that point. Gotta slide that in. I have to slide that in. I have to remind you guys. But I think, yeah. but I, but I, I guess I want to ask: Are we asking about professional gaming, like taking the step into professional gaming? Because I think that's that's kind of different. Because, um, like going into FIFA, FIFA for example, so weekend league is you play thirty matches on the weekend, mm-hmm. and out of those thirty matches, depending on how well you do, you get a rank, and then mm-hmm. each week whatever rank you get, you get certain rewards. Mm-hmm. So there's the, the better you do, the better packs you get, the better players you can pack in quotation marks. Right. Yeah, 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 in yeah. quotation marks. Because yeah, it's still random packs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a probability of, of you know, what you can get out the right. packs. Yeah. So the thing that FIFA did this year was uh, depending on how well you do, it doesn't matter as far as how great the players you can get. The only thing they capped was the player pick packs. Mm-hmm. But if you get so goal three is 14 wins mm-hmm. if you get goal three um you get I don't, I don't remember what packs you can get but you still can pack the best players mm-hmm. even though the top 100 players get better packs you, you still have the same access to the same players but if you only get 11 wins or eight wins you still get packs you don't get as great packs as the people who did better than you but you're still getting packs. Um, but the one thing they implemented to kind of level the playing field was the player pick packs. So in the player pick packs, you get to choose the same players that the higher level players are also picking from. So each week they release a team of the week and these team of the week players are better cards than their normal cards. I'm kind of getting complex, but but they're still making it to where even if you're still not as good at the game, you still have access to these greater players to try to to pick from. Mm. Um, so, like in that le- in that sense of the game, like we're talking about casual and hardcore players, you know, I don't really expect them to ever climb to the top 100 because they're, they're they're not putting that much effort into the game because the people who do make top 100, a majority of them are your streamers and YouTubers who pay exorbitant amounts of money and who spend absorbent amounts of time playing the game. So it's like, are we talking about someone who um, is at goal three or goal two? So that's like, they're a bit above average, 
but because they don't have the money to get to the top 100 or the professional level, they'll never be able to see that. Is that what we're talking about? Like climbing, of course, getting uh, to that next. That's sport, my biggest problem. The next echelon. That's my biggest problem. If you took out the ability to funnel money, just keep pumping money into FIFA to get the best packs, how many of these pro players wouldn't even be pro players? A lot of them. A lot of them would get exposed. And whether we want to talk about that or not, I mean, the game is bad this year. But last year, it's a lot of – and how many times we watched some of these guys that are pros and been like, now, I don't feel that confident this year because I'm not playing as often. I'm a little bit disenfranchised with the game, different things. Yeah. But FIFA 17 FIFA and FIFA 18, I felt very confident that I could beat some of the lower end of those pro players. What that tells me is you're only there – because somebody pumped a bunch of money in, whether it was you, your mom, your sponsor, somebody pumped a bunch of money into you, and now you have a player that has a higher percentage of scoring that crazy shot that I don't have just because I haven't been lucky enough to get him. Mm. So you're only getting better rewards and better packs. You're being rewarded for the fact that you dumped money in, which increased your chances of getting the best players. If you take out putting the money in and everybody had to do nothing but play the game to earn packs to get a chance to get players, a lot of those dudes be washed. Castro, trash. Straight garbage. Like, <laughs> straight it. ass. I, I think I could beat him now. Like, I think I could beat him with my team now. I think I could beat him today. Man, unless, uh, in that in that instance, unless Castro went and got somebody who's really good to get him those players. And my, and my, point, and my point is, Castro, the difference between me and Castro, I don't think Castro is fundamentally a better FIFA player than me. I don't believe that at all. But he has all the money. So he has a full icon team. So he's going to score goals and create plays that I'm never going to have a chance to create because, and it's not even really about time in this case. What what stream was that that he dropped like $2,000 in one stream trying to open packs and he didn't get anything good out of it? Like nothing? Yeah, that was last year. That was last year he did that. Yeah. But he dropped $2,000 on packs. Forget, that. that's just him the money to open the packs within FIFA after all those packs he opens now he's got talk about the advantages just dumping money into the game gives you right now you've opened all those packs right so let's say you have um now you've got in a ridiculous amount of fitness cards so you don't have to buy, sp spend money on those anymore so now when you, you get all those little coin rewards people act like they don't add up but those little coin rewards you get after every game you're not somebody like me if I want to play with one really good team I have to I'm going to make, let's call it 1,800 coins. Let's say it's not even that much, really. You on average make about maybe 600. Let's I call it after I, each I game. I would say maybe four, a little bit less, right? Like 400. We'll 400, right? Yeah. So it's even less. So 400 coins for one game, right? Then you can make, so you could probably, you, and, and the FIFA's made the game so that you can really only play about two games and your players really be effective. Which is, I, first of all, that's probably the stupidest thing in the game. They give you fitness up to 100, but these players will have 80% of their fitness still, but be useless in the game. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. Um, so now I have to buy a fitness card for my team. So, but, the, but the, because everybody knows you need them, the fitness cards are price locked. So if you're not earning enough coins from the games you play, you could be losing coins every two games because you're earning 800 coins which is probably just enough to bump you up with whatever coins you have to buy a fitness card to get your team right again to play to play two more games to go buy another one so you're probably not making anything or you might be losing 100 coins every two games mm. depending on how you play 
how the coins add up you get after each game it's not the same amount it changes right so now i'm losing money on something like that but if i bump a bunch of money into it i get fitness cards in packs i don't have to spend that on that so now i'm getting i'm basically getting free coins just for playing the game I, every game i'm getting free coins which is what playing the game should be those coins you play for the game you shouldn't have to spend them on bullshit right but now also i probably got a spending money i probably got a bunch of injury cards so anytime my players get injured i've got those cards to heal them i don't have to go find them I've probably also got chem cards, and, and uh, so I can apply, you know, make my, make my cards better without having to go out and snipe a hunter card or a sniper card. I've got a bunch of them because I've spent 5000 bucks on opening packs. There's another advantage, more money, more coins. We're talking about just in-game now, more coins that I don't have to spend that I can save. So now when I get that, when I am saving coins from playing squad battles and maybe uh, rivals or whatever, um, my coins... Are really I'm really saving them because I already spent a bunch of money to have all the coin suck stuff that's in the game. I already have all that. The re the only reason fitness cards exist, the only reason injuries and healing cards exist, the only reason contracts exist is to suck coins. That's it. That's the only reason they exist. But if I spend a bunch of money and open the right packs, I will get flooded with them. Flooded. I mean, ridiculously flooded with them. You see people with thousands of them, and we're just over two months in the game. We're about to hit two months in the game. But they'll have thousands of fitness cards, of healing cards, of chemistry cards, of position change cards, all kinds of crap. That is a huge advantage in this game, the way the game plays. That changes how you do things. We have to operate in two completely different ways from somebody who can spend a shit ton of money to somebody who can't. And that affects the game. There are players that are finishing above us for no, from nothing mm. other than the fact that they had money to spend. Right. That's it. And to me, that's not that's not ethical. That's not fair. And I I, I don't. I, that's why I only play. I, I really just play FIFA because I fuck with you and Ant. On that's it. Really, I don't really like. I'm not enjoying it. If y'all weren't playing, I wouldn't play. Yeah. So y'all are on. So I'm like, man, I want to keep getting on because I do. There is aspects of the game that I do enjoy. But, like, playing Weekend League and all that kind of stuff, that's not really fun for me. You know, I played five, I think I played five games. I played five games, and I wasn't on the mic with y'all. I won two of them, but I wasn't really happy. Like, about, like I was just like, ah, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I had some moments that were nice in-game where it was like, I, and, I lo and one of the games I lost, I was playing with my MLS team, and the dude had, like, three icons in his team, and like, and I was like, I would have beat this dude if I actually I would have beat the dude if I had the team that you were using, but they were the ones who needed to rest. I'm trying not to spend money on fitness coins, right. so now I have to do bullshit. I have to spend more coins to make a second team that I can put on the bench of my first team, so that I can so that while I'm playing the game with my other team, that team gets their fitness back without me spending any coins. And you're going, oh, there it is. It's that there's a thing. Well, here's the thing: players are expensive, so to build two quality teams is expensive to do. Not to mention now, because my entire bench is taken up with my old team, I also now can't have like a bunch of super subs off the bench. And if I do use, that's the problem I keep running into now. I keep bringing Silo off the bench sometimes when I use my MLS team. What that does is now when I go to play with the Prem team, Sala is everybody else's full fitness, but I got to make sure I have a fitness card for Sala. Now, lucky for me, I got a bunch of player fitness cards. A couple players, well, not a bunch, but I've got a few saved up because I don't use them as often because, I'll, you know, you use squad fitness cards more so than anything. So I got some player fitness cards saved up. 
but that's another just coin suck. So you look at all the ways your coins get sucked, and you're like, well, that ha- that happens to everybody. It does, except to the people that spend these ridiculous amounts of money. Right. And so I guess I guess we we kind of didn't do everyone a service to explain this, but you know, typically, you know, when a game drops, you spend sixty, seventy, eighty dollars, right? When, when it's yeah. new. Well, in in this game mode, in order to truly be successful, not only do you just spend the sixty, seventy, eighty dollars to buy the game, mm-hmm. you have to at launch spend at least forty dollars. And that that's that that's just to give you a little boost. Like you uh you know when you remember when Destiny uh gave those boosts at the beginning of uh was it Rise of Iron that they gave them? Was the first time they did that little boost to get you up to level to play with your friends? Mm. I think Rise of Iron was the first time they did that. Yeah. That's what FIFA is, but you have to pay for that boost. Destiny was just like, oh, you want to play with your friends? Here's a boost to get up to their level. Some people thought that wasn't fair. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I want to play with my friend. <laughs> he just got the game. I don't I don't want to sit here and run through a bunch of boring missions. Not boring missions, but I don't want to sit here and run through a bunch of old missions that I've already beat a million times because he hasn't played them yet. Let him do that on his own time whenever he wants to get in more into the story. But I want to get him up to a point where he can get into the game with us and we can play Iron Banner and we can play Strikes and we can do Nightfalls and things like that. Like, I want to get him there. So I don't really care about that. I don't, I feel like that's fine. And FIFA, $40 is probably a minimum and you're probably on the super low end. Right. You're on the low end. People are dropping thousands. I mean, yeah, big people are dropping thousands. I would say even like average people, like normal people who like know they won't have like as much time, they're probably dropping two, three hundred dollars. In the first week, not to mention, me, I bought the, the uh, regular edition. version. Yeah, most people are buying the hundred dollar premium version to get the special packs, uh, to get the extra packs every every week that you get throughout the game. See, man, that's why. So the end game, from what I'm hearing, it's building a team. Of course, right? Building the best. When team you possible. lock the end game behind a paywall, that's that's just that's it's never good. Not good at all. That's I, I, that's why that's and, why and I've forgotten to be for this. Well, I, I put it like well, well no, no, no well, let me put it like this because I don't want to. I am upset with FIFA Ultimate Team. I, I just want to say that I grew up playing FIFA and I didn't play online and I had a ridiculous, enormous amounts of fun playing. I, I'm an introvert by my. I like being alone. I will play uh, FIFA Career Mode. I used to do that all the time. He still yeah. does. I, I, well, I don't. Well, no, I don't. Well, I don't play career mode anymore. Um, but I will play like single player by myself. You play but, career mode, the journey. Oh well, no, that's not. No, no, that's not career mode. That, the journey is a story that they put into the game. That's like, career mode, story. bro. No, 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 no. Well, campaign I mean, mode. What, what do you want to call it? No, no, no. Because okay, in FIFA, there's the journey, right? That's a new thing that they've done over the last three FIFAs. That is a story-driven mode about a specific player. Career mode. You can either you can create your own player and like build him up to be like the best player or whatever, mm. or you can be a manager and like build teams up, become an international manager, sign players, you know, all these kind of stuff. You got to convince players to stay with you or why you should stay here, why, or why you should go or why you should transfer, like all that kind of stuff. I enjoy that. I'm a person who likes that side of things. I did it in all the NBA live games. I did it in Madden, you know, nerd. Yeah. I, 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 a hundred percent, a thousand percent. I love that side. Like, and my imagination is so wild that I create scenarios for all the players that I involve myself with in the game mode. So I'll, 
in the same way I used to do in NCAA, I'd sign some like hotshot freshman quarterback, and I'd be like, yo, you're my guy for the next four years. And now I make him like the Heisman winning trophy winner for since he's a freshman, you know, and he, but I convinced him to stay like, no, nah, don't go to the NFL yet, bro. You got to stay <laughs> here one more year. And you know, like I, I do all that, but I get into it. Like I generally get into it. Like I could probably write a fan fiction about a career mode in a sports game. Just like probably could do it just because <laughs> that's how into it I get. And I can make it interesting for myself. So I don't, I, to me, that still exists in FIFA outside of FIFA. So it's not FIFA as a whole. I think you can play FIFA. When the competitive mode of FIFA was the regular base game where it was just like, hey, I play Real Madrid, you play Bayern Munich. It was fair because you could also play with Real Madrid. You don't have to earn the Real Madrid players. You don't have to earn the Bayern Munich players. You don't have to earn the best players. You just pick the team with those guys on it and play. That And that's fair to me. I'm okay with that being competitive. Once the competitive mode in FIFA moves to Ultimate Team, EA has done nothing to balance it at all. Ultimate, Ultimate Team was always a pay-to-win type thing. It's just now there's nothing in the game to balance it at all. So if you pay-to-win, you are going to win a lot more games just because you put money into the game and have better players. That's it. Like that, and That's not fair. That is just not there. And what I'm saying, I haven't spent any extra money on the game. I gave FIFA a chance this year, and I'm highly disappointed. But I haven't spent any – I have not put a single dime past the $60 I spent on the original game into FIFA. So – and I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I haven't got anything good. I've gotten some decent things in the game, but I don't have the level of team that would allow me to – last year, last year, Gold 3 – what was we were having me and you had issues with gold DKTs, was, obviously, but we gold, I mean, consistently gold, hit gold three. Gold three was eighteen wins. Yeah, but we consistently it was hit, forty games. But we consistently hit it. Right, because it was, it was forty games though. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was ridiculous. It, it, yeah, forty games was insane. But we consistently hit gold three. Consist like the, 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 like if I had hit. Silver, silver one. I'd have been embarrassed. Like I wouldn't have even told. Like, oh, yeah, I ain't playing this week, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd, have, I'd have been embarrassed. Like we consistently hit gold three, and last year we had 40 games. Gold three. I think. I think they. I think the numbers were like if you were gold three, you were in like the top like 18 percent of FIFA players. Yeah, I think it was somewhere in 18, something 20. like that. 18, yeah, 18 20 percent, like something like that. It was like you were in a high percentage of players in the game just by being there. And then I know Sam hit gold two a couple times for sure. Maybe even gold one last year. I think. No, um, Ant did. did you? Ant, I think Ant did. I Maybe Ant hit gold one. Um, and I know I hit gold two a couple times. So, like, and I'm like, yo, I think, and I know, I, know for, I know for sure last year I felt like I was a gold one player who couldn't reach it simply because I couldn't put as much money into the game. And I still ended up having some lucky moments and getting certain players, like when I packed uh, um, the icon. The icon, yeah, the French one, whatever his name is. Uh, when I packed him, and then that you know that was like like eight hundred thousand coins. So that that was what like kind of got me in the game, got me being able to buy players like that Cam Griezmann card. So I don't want to bore Ian, but yeah, that was a really good card. <laughs> I love that yeah. card. But um, yeah, so like, but I felt I felt like no, I and I, I'm gonna download FIFA 18 right now uh, uh, after we get please done. Please don't download. FIFA I'm downloading FIFA 18, bro, because I want to go no, back no, no, and look no, at that team. And it's unfortunate that I only got that team through spending money. Really, because I don't. I fully believe that if I'd never spent money, I wouldn't have had that team in that game. I I was at a point in FIFA 18 where 
it wasn't many players in the game that weren't accessible to me. But think about the players that weren't accessible to us. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho's. The but then I had let me, but I had to pitch it like this because I think this is what will bring more people into the conversation. So like you think about Yu Gi Oh or Pokemon or was it Magic? Is Magic the other one? Mm-hmm. Magic, the tra- yeah. trading card games, right? Yeah. If you wanted the best cards, you had to do what? Spend more money, right? On the cards. And the genius of FIFA Ultimate Team is they have combined the natural game of FIFA, so soccer, with the trading card game aspect. So you knowing that I want the best players, I have to spend the money in order to get the holographic Charizard, you know, or the blue eyes, white dragon. Who's a nerd now? Oh, oh, I admit hey, it. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. I just had to. You had to spend the money to get it, right? And yeah. I remember Yu-Gi-Oh! had the little tins that you could buy. Mm, and you yeah, could yeah. get the blue eyes or the red eyes mm-hmm. or the dark yeah. magician or what, whatever but, it was. What, what, no, 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 no. What he just said is exactly what I was going to say. The, the fact that there were packs that you could buy to get exactly what you wanted or... Or and it might have been more money. It's still spending money, but I, well, I mean, when we were kids, I remember tricking a kid out of a holographic Pikachu when I was in camp as a kid. I've, I've, yeah. And my point, my point is, you know, I've I feel like it was a little more natural because you, <laughs> hey, look, if your mom won't go spend that much money, you know, and my mom wasn't, I was lucky to get maybe a pack or two for like my birthday, Christmas, or something. I could beg and I get one. But like them kids who used to go to the store every every time they went to the store, with their mamas and got one. I wasn't that kid, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you can get one, cool. But there was there, there was a path if you wanted, whether it was tricking some other little kid or <laughs> buying a specific pack. There was a path to getting what you wanted. Right. Also, let's not mention. Let's not forget the fact that uh, the difference is, I didn't pay sixty dollars to get into Pokemon. Right. That's, that's and, true. And that's the thing. That's, and that's true. The, There's no. There's no original cost for it. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to pay sixty bucks first. You can. Your first, the, the first pack is two dollars at Walmart in the in the line as you're going out. That's yeah. right. And in that first pack, you might have that holographic Charizard. So like to me, it's different because there's no barrier. To, there's no original barrier to entry, right? So if we were playing like FIFA Mobile, right? FIFA. And, and here's the thing. No, I wait, FIFA wait, wait, wait. We have to pause though. Why? Because the initial cost is for the game. Foot is free. Like the game mode of FIFA Ultimate Team is free. No, but I'm saying, okay. So you're saying like, well, in Foot, what they've done is combined playing regular FIFA with a trading card game. Right. And that's right? that's Ultimate Team. Right. But to so play Ulti- Ultimate Team... is free. Ha- you, no, 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 no. It's not free. It is free. It's not free. How? How's it not? The only way to play Ultimate Team is if you spend 60 bucks to get the game. But the game itself is $60, right? But so, so what I'm saying is, in order to play FIFA, you pay $60. To play Ultimate Team is an addition to the game. It's not... No, 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 it's, no, no. That, yeah, everyone buys FIFA for Ultimate Team... But you're buying the game of FIFA. You see what I'm saying? I, I guess in some people's minds, you're buying the game of FIFA that also includes. That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. To me, free is because even FIFA, I don't even have it on my phone. Because even even to get into Yu-Gi-Oh, I had to buy starter decks or starter packs to play. So I, there's still an entrance into. I put it like this into the thing. You know, it would be free. Have you, have you ever played FIFA Mobile? No. Okay. So to me, that's free, right? You go. You don't have to pay anything. You go into the store. You download FIFA Mobile. It comes on your thing. If you want to spend money, it, it, it's basically a card collecting game on your phone. There is a FIFA aspect to it, but it's, the game's not hard, right? If you want to spend money to get the cards to bump them up, you can. 
in FIFA Mobile, you can also just upgrade cards. So you can get, like, the, the card they give you is, like, a Cristiano Ronaldo card is, like, free, and it's, like, 84 rated or something like that. It's, like, a low-rated Cristiano Ronaldo card. But you can, like, pump extra cards that you earn through playing the game into him and bump him up until he becomes the 90 Ronaldo card or 96 whatever Ronaldo card, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so my point is that game is that, – that, that is free – I don't have to spend any money at any point to play that game. Mm -hmm. And if I want to spend money to get better cards, I can. But I don't ever have to do that. Mm -hmm. That's free entry. That's no better. I cannot play FIFA Ultimate Team without first paying EA some amount of money. Right. $60 to get the game. Six, I, I got, I, my, I can, if, if I could play FIFA Ultimate Team without ever... If I could play FIFA Ultimate Team without ever having to pay anything else... And then you say, well, within FIFA Ultimate Team, if you want to spend money, you can do that or not. I'd probably even be a little more okay with it. Okay. But that because I can't play FIFA Ultimate Team, I can't play that game mode without originally spending $60. That makes sense. Because like, I think the comparable thing would be Hearthstone. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah, of yeah, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearthstone mm -hmm. by yeah, Blizzard? Mm-hmm. It's it's Hearth a card game. Do they call it Hearthstone? I think it's Hearthstone. Hearth, I don't know. I don't, know. Know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sam don't pronounce nothing right, bro. I know. <laughs> Unless it's in Spanish or English. <laughs> if it's old English or something like that, I ain't, I ain't gonna get like, it. Nah, I don't know what that yeah. is, bro. <laughs> but it, it's a trading card game, yeah. and to play it, it's free. Yes, it's a free uh, download. 100%. You play it. But if you want better cards, you pay to get the better cards. It's free so, place. Warframe. And, and in that regard, I guess what, what you're saying is exact, exactly right. Yeah. Like In order to play FIFA Foot, you have to first buy Buy the game. Right. If you can just download Foot from the store for free and do nothing but play Foot, then fine. I, well, I, that, to then, me, to me, then that that changes the that changes the entire conversation. Then, I've always heard the phrase: "If you do something good, never do it for free." Right. And EA mm -hmm. makes this game, and they know it's a money maker, and so it's their biggest money. Can we get mad at a business? For making a game that makes them a lot of money. No, but you can get mad at a business that is in a luxury. You actually, here's my thing. You actually can't get mad because at the end of the day, the people have the power. So I don't, I complain about FIFA, but I also don't spend any extra money on it. I bought the game because I enjoyed the game last year. It had its problems, but I was enjoying last year's FIFA. Right. I played the whole way through. We played how often? We played so much until, I mean, I had a personal, my personal stuff happened, which is why I took my break. But it wasn't because FIFA was just bad. Like I was enjoying FIFA. See, I would get mad because there's a way to make it so that there's, you know, you can have it so that there's a set path to getting those characters in, in, in your sense. Right. And have a way to just purchase the characters. Exactly. With the packs. I look at it like, uh, like Battlefront does that. Yeah. Like you can, they tell you exactly what the path is to earn the player. Mm -hmm. But if you look at that and go, yeah, it's too much time investment. Nah, then buy, buy it. Isn't that made by the same people? Yes, that's EA. EA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But my, what? My, well, here's my, my, my point. My, yeah, here's, more here's, the so point. Here's, here's the difference, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you remember when Battlefront Two came out, they got ridiculous backlash because all. And if you remember Battlefront One, what happened mm -hmm. was they released a gun that was the best gun in the game that you could just get if you paid for it. Or you could spend. It was like some like you needed to play like 80 hours of the game to earn the gun in game. That's not the same balance. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Some dude spends 10 bucks and you spend 80 hours playing the game, but this dude is killing you with a one-shot hand cannon that can kill you from anywhere on the map. It wasn't fair at all. Like It was ridiculous how, mm. how the disparity was. And in Battlefront 2, it wasn't 
that bad, but you could just keep funneling money in and getting the game and with these loot boxes. And whereas the requirements to unlock the players through playing the game didn't seem to be anywhere near as they didn't seem to be balanced to it. Like it was, it just wasn't balanced. So people were upset. So EA does this frequently in different games. And what you got to understand is EA is failing at a lot of their games, right? So people, EA, FIFA Ultimate Team, and this is why I'm saying like the community of FIFA has so much power that it just doesn't use. And I blame the YouTubers and the streamers and the pro players who will tweet a little bit and go, oh, I'm not really enjoying it. Or may say something on a live stream, but they won't actually do what they need to do to get changes to the game. FIFA Ultimate Team pays for all of EA's services everything everything they do everything that every time they operate a loss in their other shitty games fifa ultimate team makes the money up they can release packs right now and make five million dollars yeah they made 11 million dollars like they can make 11 they the can make first, 10 i think it was like the first print money black friday black friday they made like in the first minute like they 11 can, million FIFA dollars ultimate team is a money printing machine because of the community of sheep and everybody's and literally if you go on twitter right now and search fifa fifa ultimate team you'll see a bunch of people complaining just people in general you'll see people with verified checks to our streamers and pro players you'll see regular people you'll see just so many people going i'm not enjoying it i'm not having fun the game is terrible but they drop an ultimate pack, and everybody's going gonna go on there and spend a hundred dollars to yep. buy all their ultimate packs. So, like, so this is this is ultimately where I get to the core of the issue because it's it's foot right, it's FIFA Ultimate Team, mm-hmm. but it, I think it also is the future of gaming. Who who ultimately is responsible? Is it the company or the consumers who continue to feed the company? The company mm. because the streamers, the YouTubers, me and. You know, all these other normal people that play FIFA will complain about gameplay, but as soon as Black Friday hits, we drop money on it You'll to still get throw so, so, so forty sixty dollars like, in there. So it's almost like we're telling EA we don't like your game, but we're also going to keep paying for it. So it's like, can we really get mad at right? So that's why I don't listen to Ant when he says anything. Can right? we? Like get, I don't take his. I can't take him seriously. Like, what do you think, Ian? Like, if I'm a company and I'm making eleven million dollars one minute into Black Friday specials, why would I want to change anything about my game? That's, that's my point. That's the whole fact. And it is, it's ultimately our fault. 100%. No, I, I, I agree with that. And that's the, but that's the future of gaming. No, no, it, no. It, it is. Look at Fortnite. I, I guarantee you. Look what Fortnite did. Fortnite is yeah. free. Yes, and they're, they're making money off of it. League of Legends is free. And look how much money they make my, off my, of it. My point, my point they're not nearly, Fortnite. They're, they're not making nearly as much money as... Uh, of course not. Uh, uh, of course not. But there's, there's, there's a bunch of... Things that would be illegal. There's a bunch of other reasons why EA is making so much money on FIFA Ultimate Team, right? It's like that. EA is really a crooked company, and I don't see myself, even though I did buy Need for Speed Payback, but I don't spend any money on it. <laughs> but, but but before before I really, before this thought process really clicked in my head is when I bought it. Um, I'm not going to. So Anthem, I'm not buying. Uh, I'm not buying any new EA game because the company is crooked and they know that. Anything else they do, they can be bailed out by Ultimate Team to bail them out. So you have, um, so you have Battlefront doesn't do well. You, did you see EA panic? Did you ever see EA panic? Did they ever give out some statement where they apologize? No, all they did was go, "Oh, our bad," and they closed loot boxes and they literally were like, "Yeah, we closed them for now, but we'll open them back up later." That's what they said. It wasn't like, "Hey, we see you're upset," because they understand. Hey, even if it's only a couple of you playing, that's fine. That's fine. Y'all like Star Wars. So what EA does is they get a lot of these franchises 
that other people love, and they buy them, and then they go, you're going to buy the game because you want to play something in this world. So if they have the rights to uh, this series of Star Wars games, you want to play Star Wars games. And that's the whole reason I bought Battlefront 2. I mean, it was on sale when I bought it, and I wasn't as angry at EA as I am now. But it was $30. And I bought it after going to watch, uh, I can't remember which Star Wars movie it was, but I won, we watched the Star Wars movie, and I was so hyped that that night I came home and bought, I bought uh, Battlefront 2. That's when it was. Like, I was just that excited. So, like, it's the same thing with FIFA. We want to play a soccer game, and I want to play a soccer game. And when I play a soccer game, I want to play with the players I know. I want to play with Coutinho. I want to play with, you know, all the, my favorite players. That's what I want to do. And at Pez, Konami is doing a – some people – people will tell you that apparently – I mean, I haven't played it. And maybe when the game's on sale, I'll try it just to see. But people are saying the gameplay at um, Pez is better. And I don't know. I know when you say uh, this. You said I, in Peru. I played Pez in Peru, and it was too easy. Right. I was destroying kids. Like, I know it was, you I know you it was nasty. Like, yeah. people didn't want to play me in Pez. Yeah, I know, like, I know was, you said that. And I don't disgusting. know what the game is like now. I'm sure they've – I don't know. All I know is every time I crossed the ball, it went to my player's head. <laughs> and I was like, this, this is kind of <laughs> crazy. Sure. It sounds like FIFA 17, bro. But, uh, <laughs> but, but what, I, what I wanted to say is this, though. And uh, why I say it's the future of gaming is because when companies really get smart, like EA has, they'll realize that people want to win. Like people will say all the time, we're we're in a generation now where everyone wants a trophy. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to feel like they're significant, which is why Apple has done has been so successful. They tell you, look at this watch. It's going to make you feel significant about yourself. You're going to have more value. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better. And like, that's ultimately all anyone wants. So if you can tell someone you can pay to get this because it'll make you the better player, you'll feel better about yourself. You'll play better than everyone else will. You know what I'm saying? That is what is going to drive the video game community. Because like we said in the beginning, video gaming is a privilege. It isn't a right. And if it's a privilege, you can continue to make people pay for that because they want to keep that privilege. So if companies are smart, like EA is, they'll realize, I want to make the most money possible. And if people are going to continue to spend money, why would I change anything about a game? No, no, no. So, so I, I agree with you in the fact that it is up to the people. So that's why you don't see me watching any FIFA streamers. I don't watch any of the YouTubers that I watch. I don't support anybody that still does anything with FIFA without saying, without openly admitting that the game is bad and that change needs to happen. So I liken it, and obviously it's not as serious, liken it to the same thing with the NFL. I do not watch the NFL. I don't watch it because I don't like how they treat black people. And if there's a podcast everybody should listen to, you're a Falcons fan, right? Yeah, You should listen to the last episode of Flagrant 2 podcast with Miko Grimes. Have you listened to it? That shit, that, first of all, it'll piss you off as a Falcons fan. I'm not, I, I hate the Falcons, and I, and that pissed me off with when you learn how they do things in the league, right? So you have stupid people like Jason Whitlock who are like, oh, this is, the, the league is 70% black, and, you know, no, no other organization has ever made this many black men millionaires. You're right. Look how they're fucking over those black people, 70% millionaires. They don't do this in any sport that's dominated by white people. That's a whole other conversation. The point is, um, it's, I mean, it's just true. The point is, um, to me, if you're black in the NFL, you understand that you own the NFL, right? Like the owners don't really own it because you want the, the even the white people that go see the movie, the, go see the games. You want to see the best players playing. If those players stop playing, 
everything stops. Everybody goes, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think those white people, are, oh, don't kneel for the flag. Don't kneel, don't kneel, don't kneel. They don't mean that shit. They only mean it until they have to watch only white people play football. Then they'll immediately go, hey, look, hold on, hold on, bro. Y'all can kneel fine. Like, don't worry about it. Go ahead and kneel. And it'll be the same thing if it happened in basketball. Imagine basketball without black people. It'd be, it was trash. It was trash, right? Baseball without black people. Everybody, if you, if you know your history, all the white people, there used to be they, the baseball, the Negro Baseball League used to have to make a white only section that was in like premium seats because white people enjoyed going to the Negro Baseball League more than they go, enjoyed going to their own baseball league because it was that much better of competition in athletes. So when Des Bryant says things like, oh, um, I got a family to feed and you telling me that you can't pay them even you can't you can't survive for two weeks for two if you if the if all the black players in the nfl sat down for two weeks they do whatever you want them to do that's not even debatable like it's the same and to me it's the same thing if all the streamers and the youtubers and the pro players stop spending money and they stop doing stuff and they stop caring about your promotion they stop working all of a sudden ea is gonna oh whoa 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 hold on hold on we can fix some things let's let's see what we can do here to 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 mitigate things because people hold more power. The problem is it doesn't seem like anybody wants to do that. Now, obviously these things aren't equated, right? Because one is black lives. The other is a game, but it's the same idea. If I can't support you, if you aren't, if in your position, you're not responsibly using your position to work for the greater good of the people who don't have a voice. So right now I don't have a voice and I'm watching every streamer go, yeah, fuck them. Fuck, fuck me, basically, as a regular person and go, I need to make my money. So I'm not going to say anything bad about EA. I'm going to keep spending my money, which is tax write-off money, and I'm going to keep promoting the game even though I'm not enjoying it and I know it's bad. So when these streamers come out and they go, I'm miserable, I'm angry. I'm like, you were miserable and angry two months ago, but you wanted your check. So now that now that your your depression or whatever it is has gotten so bad – now you want me to care that you're upset. Now, I don't care that you're upset. You knew the game was bad two months ago, and you could have said something. You didn't. And it's the same thing. So now Des Bryant is hurt, and he doesn't have a job, right? He does, he's hurt now. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to feel sorry for him? Why would I feel sorry for you? You don't give a fuck about black people. You don't give a fuck about the people that look just like you that don't have a voice. You had a voice, and you said it didn't matter to you. So while I don't wish injury on anybody, and I hope he has a speedy recovery and he can go back doing his job, I don't give a fuck about him. It's that simple. So if you're not willing to stand up for the people that look like you, or not even look like you, if you're not willing to stand up for the people right. that are that don't have a voice to voice what is upsetting them, what is bothering them, what is wrong with what, what's happening, you're using your seat in irresponsibly, and I can't support you. So I don't. You won't see me watching any FIFA streams. I don't. I don't watch the NFL at all. But you don't see me watching any FIFA streams, any FIFA YouTube videos. I haven't gone as far as unsubscribing from certain people because. I don't. I don't. I really don't know why. I could. I guess. I, I, I guess I don't feel like unsubscribing or subscribing is a big deal. But I'm not going to add to your stream numbers. I'm not going to add to your video watch numbers. I'm not going to add to your likes. I'm not going to add to that unless you're willing to go out there and say what needs to be said in order for all of us to succeed. Because FIFA could change very easily yeah. if those people just spoke up. And I mean that. But that goes for everything in life. If people would use their privilege. To speak to those who don't have it, no. right? To like, speak for those right. who don't have when it. When yeah. you have privilege, you have a platform. Right. You have opportunities to speak into. And we saw what happened when Colin Kaepernick did that. He was ostracized. 
and now he doesn't have a job in the National Football League anymore. You're right. But he still st- stood for something. Of course right? he did. He made a moral decision. And my thing is, in the long run, things work out, right? Martin Luther King family still eating. They still eat. I'm not saying they don't have to work or do nothing. You know, they're not living in, you know, millions of dollars of stuff, but they still eating for what he did. He stood up for the right thing. Colin, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick and his family are going to eat forever. I mean, I don't think he has any kids, but he's fine. Yeah, he doesn't have a job in the NFL. He still got his Nike deal. Right. Yeah. Right. Like he's still he you don't you don't think he still got other deals out here? It's plenty of come it's plenty and, and, and don't get it twisted. He's probably accepting little deals that we don't even know about. And it's other companies that are begging to be attached to him just because they realize, they look at Nike and go, oh, if Nike did it, Nike took a chance, right? Nike is obviously still supplying the NFL with jerseys and everything. It's not, Nike is playing both sides, playing it very well. Yeah, because they're a business. Right, they're a business. To make money. Right, and and that's, I mean, that's why you won't see me jumping to go buy the Kaepernick stuff, right? But, But I get it. But they made a decision where they put Kaepernick in the forefront to go, Hey, look at what we support. We have this guy. It's a bunch of other companies that are going to do the same thing for Kaepernick. So standing up and being a voice for the people that don't have one for Kaepernick is still going to work out. He's still going to make his money. And other people are still going to want to work with him. He's just not going to make that money from the NFL. And to me, and this is what I see, and this, we, we, this is actually literally the conversation we're having today. What I see is I look at somebody like, I look at like music artists. Right when a music artist gets pushed onto us, it was like you just keep hearing their records everywhere you go. Their music keeps popping up on your news feeds. It just keep being them, them on everything. They're on art. They're on every. You're even on your favorite artist's song. They're just kind of forced on you. You're like, oh, okay, I guess I kind of listen. Like, they're popular, so I guess I'll check it out. But you don't like them. You don't know anything about them. You're not following them. You're not gonna pay to go to their concert. So they go to these concerts. They can't sell out concerts by themselves. So if you ever listen to anything Russ ever says, this is what he's always talking about. He's talking about all these big artists that can't sell out shows because people don't actually like them. <laughs> you were just you were the industry pushed you, but nobody actually likes you. So you can't do a show by yourself. So you got to do shows with ten other people. So on your own, you make no money. So now you're you are reliant on that system. So when that system is fucking people over, you can't say anything because you rely, your livelihood is on that system. Somebody like Russ can say whatever that he wants because he his following is organic. He sells out three thousand people shows all the time on his own. It's organic, and what and you build that from people connecting to you. So if you're a streamer and people like how you talk and everything like that, but then they're going. Why are you still playing this trash game? Why don't you tell them something? And you're going, well, I got to keep making my money. What that does is it turns people away from you. Oh, you're not willing to do it. So all it would take is FIFA to lose their license or the FIFA Federation to come in and go, yeah, we think we could actually make more money if we let you and Konami both have access to the license. So go ahead. And now Konami is, is actually competing with FIFA for real now. And now maybe we realize their gameplay on PES is way better. And they're not doing the bullshit that EA is doing. Now, EA has to switch. But now, it's a whole bunch of new streamers over here that are playing it. And you thought because you had this following before, because you were EA's puppet and did whatever EA said, and had this connection with EA, and that's what built you up, you thought people were going to follow you when you went over to Pez. But that's not what happened. All them people left you because they don't actually like you. It's the same thing you see what happens. I mean, Ian just said it. You watch people that are streaming a game and they might have a million, not a million, but they might have 10,000 people watching them play Fortnite. And the moment they switch to 2K, they got 50. 
And it's like, yo, like, I watched a dude. He used to do that. And I thought he was really good at, he was pretty good at FIFA. That dude would have five, 6,000 views while he's playing FIFA. And he used to play the Fortnite PUBG Precessor, H1Z1. Whenever he switched to H1Z1, there would be like 12 of us in the chat, bro. Like, and I'm, I'm not lying to you. Like, yeah. that little amount of people from 6,000 people watching him instantly dropping off. What that tells me is those people don't like you. Like they the don't game. like you. They like the game, and right. they like what you're presenting them from that game. The moment you're not doing that anymore, you're done. I don't care about you anymore. Kid Cudi will always get my $10 for whatever he puts out because I like him. Even if he tells me, yo, I'm trying something new, bro. I'm doing a blues and country album. I'm going to listen. I'm going to try because I like him. But if I, I, I didn't say it's gonna be good, I just I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna try. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? He may do his thing. I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna try because I've in, I'm invested in him now, not just him riding a wave. But if you're an artist who rides a wave, that's what J Cole told uh, Lil Pump. Yeah. If you just ride in a wave, you're going to fall off. It will eventually it will happen. You're not gonna be able to ride that wave well enough for long enough. And when you're when you're when you're trying to ride the wave, but it comes off as bad. You fall off. And that's what it is. So like, if so, to me, with EA, what they're doing is they're building. They, they are trying to. I think they realize people are figuring us out. We have a terrible reputation for being a money-hungry. EA and Activision are probably the two biggest, you know, the bad boys of the gaming industry. Everybody, you know, everybody keeps buying the games. But people mm-hmm. are like, we don't like them. They're shady. They do these things. So you're ready, you're ready on this cusp where people are kind of trying to get rid of you. Right, you, the only two games you have that do any real Madden doesn't do any numbers, right? So we're not going to pretend like it does. Uh, you can anybody who wants to go back and listen to the podcast where we talked about NBA Live's numbers, you can see that they're not adding up there anywhere where they have to compete with someone no, else. We know NBA Live. Is, oh, NBA Live is terrible. Yeah. Madden they don't People even have only to play two K. Madden they don't even have to. They don't even have any competition, and it does terribly. So you know, Battlefront Two initially did well because of Star Wars, their player base numbers are plummeted because the game wasn't wasn't good originally. I think they did recover it, but you know, whatever. Um so you're looking around and then and then Battlefield is the only other game that you'd say is that people are like are playing, but why do people do that? Cuz there's competition. I if if you don't do well, if you don't create the game that your your fans want, They'll go get that experience from Call of Duty, or they'll go get the experience from you know something else, whatever. Maybe it's Destiny, maybe it's a new Rainbow Six, maybe it's something. But there's other games, there's other shooters out there I can play. If you if y'all are bullshitting, so it's like, and I'm not gonna go into the deep backstory of how they have FIFA unlock, which is why everybody keeps playing. But sooner or later, people are gonna go. Yo, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick. It's gonna happen eventually. And you can't tell me that even some of these pro streamers, you see them playing FIFA, but you see them trying stuff. So they'll try to play a new game. Like, oh, like I'm trying to play Fortnite a little bit. You know, just play Fortnite. You, know, you guys interested? Just trying to feel out, trying to see, could I do this? And the second any of them find out, and you've seen this happen in FIFA this year, some of these streamers, when they realize that people are still going to follow them if they play another game, jump ship immediately. It, it's not even a question. They jump. Because they're like, yo, FIFA's terrible. I'm not enjoying playing it. I'm just playing it to make my money. Oh, wait, y'all actually like when I play this too? And y'all are going to watch this? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. I'm gone. And I'm playing this all the time. So I can still maintain my lifestyle. If I play something different, that's all I cared about. Right? So it's like, to me, that's unethical on your side. Because what that tells me is you're 
selfish and I don't feel like and while gaming is a luxury, I feel like it is still there should still be a certain responsibility to each other within the community of people that have probably lived fairly similar experiences with growing up, you know, maybe being nerdy, maybe not being the popular kids, maybe not being, you know, whatever, like not the the norm or whatever people want to call that. So understanding that you got a bunch of other people that are just like you and you just going, yeah, I don't give a fuck about y'all making my money. And that's that's cool. I get it. The world, that's kind of just how the world works in yeah, a lot of aspects. Especially I, in the business world. I get it. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I, there ain't no amount of money you can give me that I'm going to compromise myself in. So, like, I went to school. I got an engineering degree. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be able to fall back on a, on a smooth 50, 55,000 a year job. Always. You're never going to be able to take that from me. So, there's nothing EA. So, if the podcast don't work, all right. If the podcast works, that's great. But can't, EA can't come to me and say, we'll give you a million dollars if you only say good things. No, I'm going to say honest things about you. I don't. The, you can't give me no type of money to compromise myself. You can't. I, I refuse to do it. So, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But I think, I think, I mean, ultimately it comes down to ethics and morals. And, I mean, it, it goes back to what I was asking before. Like, like, why care about morals and ethics when you're making money? Like, once again, like you said, the power is in the players. It's yeah. in the consumer. Mm-hmm. So if the consumer is going to continue to purchase and buy, um, you know, coin or not coins because that's illegal, but right. packs and continue to do SBCs and play the game and streamers that continue to do the same thing. It doesn't matter how many negative things they say about the game. It's never going to change. Yeah. And, we shouldn't expect uh, the, right. the, the game to change. We just shouldn't. So I'm 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 equally mad at both parties. So I think it seems maybe it seems like I'm only mad at EA, but I'm just as angry at EA. I'm angry at yeah. EA for putting yeah. out a piss poor product, right? Yeah. But I'm just as angry at every streamer that pretends like it's not a piss poor product so that they can keep their checks and that they keep getting invited to EA events. If EA is only going to invite people that are going to say positive things about their product, then yeah, it's not. Why are we buying EA games? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When when Bungie, when people said negative things about Bungie, Bungie didn't try to cover it up and say, oh, you know, uh, you know if you're not going to say anything nice about us, then, you know, we're going to sue you for streaming our game. Or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Or we're going to ban you from this. Bungie said, no, you, you well, we we're fucking up. Our bad. Let's fix it. That's what you do. Yeah, I agree. But the problem is EA, know, the, the problem is, and this is where I get angry with the people, EA knows why fix this game when I'm going to release a new one next year and you're going to buy it again? Yeah, so that's but, why I said but, I can't. And it goes and, it goes back to the original conversation, right? Who does a company cater to? The casual player who doesn't spend any money on the game. That's not true. Or the hardcore, money, or, or the hardcore player who spends thousands upon thousands of dollars in order to play this game. All right, so that's, that's, that's another topic. But um, I think... Uh, the definition of hardcore and casual differs based on the game, I guess. Like oh, FIFA, I agree with that it would be the person. I think there's like a there's like a tier list where there's like a medium where there's a person who is good and hasn't spent any money on the game. Uh-huh. They're still hardcore, mm-hmm. but then there is the people who have put that much time into, but also still have the funds to put money in the game to be the top tier yes, player. I agree. They're also hardcore. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't translate like that in all in all games. Like in, for instance, in like Destiny, right, right? It would be the person who plays the most. Right, of course. They are the ones who are at the top. You uh-huh. just, you just, Desti- But to me, Destiny is fair because when I, if I, I, I can't really say about Destiny two because I'm just not as efficient at it. But Destiny one, if I lost the gun battle. I felt like I lost that gun battle because either I made a mistake or that person was more skilled than me. Nothing in the game made me feel like, oh, I would have won that game if this. Anything anything that I could have blamed me losing a gun battle on in Destiny, I somehow related to myself. It was all Destiny 1. I played all of Destiny 1 on very bad internet. Horrible. And I wish I could play Destiny 1. Well, I can't. I can't. That's what I'm going to do. FIFA 18, Destiny 1. Fuck all these new games. Boo, boo, boo. Anybody anybody watching your streams, nigga. That's fine. That's cool. We good. You know what I'm saying? Nobody nobody listens to podcasts anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Boo, boo. (laughs) Only positive vibes. Only positive vibes. No, but um, it should be, at the end of the day, the only deciding factor in any game to me should be about skill. Right there. Right. Huh? I mean that's right, but <laughs> but does it should it? But but once again, I guess my question is like playing devil's advocate. Mm. If I'm EA or you know uh, Activision, Infinityware, whatever company I am, when I'm making a game, am I making it to make money, or am I making it enjoyable? The company is obviously making the game to make money. Right. That does not mean they should not make the game enjoyable. Right. If the game is not enjoyable, it is on the consumers to let it be known that the game is not enjoyable and uh-huh. that if they do not fix it, we will not continue to support you or your game. There are plenty of companies in the gaming industry that have died because they thought, oh, my money's never going to end. And you're going to watch it happen to EA. Like I just said, EA basically has two games that work. Battlefield, because there's competition, and FIFA, because they have a monopoly. That's it. They're not making quality. It's not about, I mean, I, I don't play Battlefield, but I, from all reviews, Battlefield is a quality game, right? Nobody's playing their other games. I hit a point, and, and, no, and, 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 and more importantly, nobody's playing their games at their full price. EA games, except for, the, except for basically FIFA, and I mean, there's a niche version of Madden now, too. They don't get, and Battlefield, they don't get their games bought at release. I bought Need for Speed Payback when it was six dollars. You know, say like mm-hmm. I was never gonna pay sixty dollars. This game is fun to me because I paid six dollars for it. Like I get to customize cars, drive around cars, and I paid six bucks. That's fun. I I I can guarantee you, if I had paid thirty dollars for this game, I'd be pissed. If I paid sixty dollars for this game, I'd be furious. But at six bucks, I'm having the time of my life. I'm a fucking blast. But that's at $6. So it's like, if I'm paying you, and don't get me wrong, I, I want to be understood too, because maybe somebody who knows about video games can also come in here. But games are being undersold to an extent, right? Like games should cost more than $60 nowadays. They should. Games have been $60 for like eight years. <laughs> games, should be, games should probably be around the $80, $90 range right now based on the amount of time and stuff they're going into. That's why all these games have DLC. They have... 
extra downloadable content. They got season passes. All this stuff is to make the difference of the money, right? But the only way you get people to buy season passes and buy the DLCs and buy this stuff if you put out a quality game. Right. If Horizon could release DLC for the next three years and I buy every single one because that game is good. I enjoy the game. It's a good game. I'll keep buying whatever you want to put out for. Absolutely. It's a great game. Mm -hmm. That's the same reviews you hear about God of War, Spider-Man. People enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. So if you want to keep throwing DLC, I'll keep throwing you my $20, $30. And you'll keep making money well past recovering the money you really made, real past the money you spent on developing the game. So I, what, what I'm saying is if you want to make money right now, by all means, EA is doing a great job. If you want to last a long time, make money for a long time, you want to be naughty dog, that's great. But I, I tell you, Rare really thought they was making a bunch of money by doing a lot of bullshit. They lost their studio for a long time until somebody finally decided to believe in them again. But they lost their studio. I mean, Microsoft I would, snatched them niggas up. I would love for every company to be Rockstar, where they, they, they make crazy good games and they continue to make crazy DLC and online stuff and people continue to pour money into it every time. My point, but the, my point and is, it's a very enjoyable But what game. does Rockstar do? When GTA Online had issues, they fixed them. Right. They jumped in, they do that. And, my, and, so my, and so my point is, my only point is, they didn't do that because people were still playing GTA Online. Right. Nobody stopped playing. But they were like, we have a problem. People are voicing about a problem, but they're still playing our game and they're still spending money on our game, but we're still going to fix it because we understand that people are going to play GTA 5 for the next 10 years if we fix it right. People are going to spend money on GTA 5 for the next 10 years if we if we treat them right. Right. If we treat them right. So I want every company to be Naughty Dog or or Rockstar. Because they treat their consumer right and they're going to last forever. Naughty Dog could put out the next Tetris game, I'm buying it. They could put out Twiddle your thumbs. I'm buying it. It don't matter to me, bro. <laughs> they, twiddle your thumbs. My, my Ian, man. Ian, please. My twiddle man. Your thumbs. My man. Naughty Dog Everybody ain't missed. Down Naughty, Naughty Dog ain't missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet you Naughty Dog could have put a trailer together for Twitter your thumbs and you'd be like, bro, I know it's stupid. Uh, unless it's Twitter your thumbs on. Bro, bro. I'm t- uh, bruh. First person shooter. You, you see, y'all, 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 y'all clowning it right now. I bet you Naughty Dog could put a package together, hey. put an E3 presentation together, and have y'all sitting there like, bruh. I nigga Derek was joking, but bro, that look fire, bro. Let's put it your thumbs. Hey, we got a we got a pre order, bro. But you know, don't tell the nigga Derek, bro. We can't. We gotta be. That's why the niggas be on hidden, bro. They don't want me to see if they playing Twitter your thumbs, cause they know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're like, man, if Derek find out we playing Twitter your thumbs, bro, he gonna he gonna clown them. Unless it has an online mode. But it bro. might, it, it <laughs> might, bro. <laughs> I, I might have online Twitter your thumbs, bro. You don't know. Like, my my my, my point is, my point is like, sir, hey, bro. Certain companies. Have established themselves so well that whatever they do, we will give a chance. All right. So then, question: Are those casual gamers or hardcore gamers? It's a mixture. That because like it's a it's a mixture. So, the hardcore gamers for sure because the hardcore gamers are the ones that know all that stuff about the companies, right? Right. And and, and what you, I, I want to be clear. I, I I when you say casual and hardcore. Obviously, I'm I'm looking at it by hours. Right, right, right. And I believe that if you play three plus hours a day on a game, you are a hardcore player. If you come home from work and dedicate three hours of your time to playing a video game, you are a hardcore player of that game. That's three hours you could have been doing anything else. You could have been working on your own craft. You could be doing your own podcast. You could be making music. You could be doing something else. If you spend three hours of your time 
on a daily basis, you know, consistently, you know, semi-consistently. I'm not saying every single day, whatever. You know what I mean? You spend three hours a day playing a game, you are a hardcore player. Nobody can tell me different. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about casual to me is, oh, I only play when my friends are around. So if you so if you play 2K, but you only play 2K when your boys come over, you casual. You, you're a casual gamer. That's fine, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I almost that's casual. I almost want to say you're a social gamer because sure. I, th- th- you know social, what I'm saying. Like, to me, that's casual, the same you know thing. What I'm saying? Like that's the same thing to me. But I feel like social feel and casual like be, is synonymous. If you only play games when other people are there, you're I a casual like you're a gamer or a social gamer. To me, because it's like, the same thing. I'm thinking about my homeboy Gary. The only game he consistently buys is like UFC. Mm-hmm. And he may play it from time to time alone, but he generally only plays games. Like if I come over, he and I will play UFC together. Mm-hmm. And so he, play, you know, what I'm saying like so it's yeah. it's kind of like drinking. I'm a social drinker. I don't right. just drink just to drink. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I just at home bottles after bottles. Oh, well. You know what I'm saying? But but it's the same thing. Like I socially drink. You know, like a I casual it, drinker. I feel like is someone who drinks. You know, once or twice a day. I put it like this. I put it like this. To me, casual gamer and social gamer is like a rectangle in a square, right? Every every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. So every social gamer is a casual gamer, but every casual gamer is not a social gamer. The same thing. Right? You can be a casual gamer but not want to play with other people. You can be a casual gamer by yourself. Right. And that's fine. But social gamers are just casual gamers. They just only play when they're around other, or they majority of the time they play is when they're around other people. Right. So, I, I and that's that's fine. Like that's there's not, again. I don't want it to seem like there's anything wrong with that. That's fine. It's just that's. I think, I think if you say someone's a social gamer, you could just say they're a casual gamer. Same All right. Thing. So then here here it is. So if I'm a company, am I making a game for a casual player? No. So someone who plays. Two to three hours no. a day. Someone who plays, or do I make less a game? Three hours a day. So, so, I, so, or do I make a game for a hardcore gamer who plays three plus hours, four, a day. four or more hours a day? If if you are playing three or more hours a day, that you the game should consider you in some way. So, I to, and, and to me, this is just ideal. So, and, and, and that's and, a hardcore gamer. If you're a hardcore gamer, the game should consider you. Yes. Okay. Three, and that's but 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 that depends on what you consider hardcore. So to me, hardcore is three plus hours. So to me, a, a good mix would be like this, like I was just trying to say, uh, or kind of like maybe how Destiny is. There are moments where if you do, if you can play ten hours, you do get a step ahead, but it kind of plateaus. Like it, once you hit, it should be sort of like, hey, you, okay, you can play five hours a day, so you got that thing a little bit quicker. But I play three hours a day, and I just got the thing a day or two later. But I know I'm getting there. I know I'm still on the path to that. Like you, those people, those are the people you want to make your game to making your game to the guy who's playing 10 hours is an, is an extreme in the wrong way, because now you've got a bunch of people. You got the majority of the people playing your game that are in that three to five hour range, more than likely that just can't do that. You know, they can't put 10 hours in a day to Mm -hmm. keep up. So you can't, you can't put your game to that level. All right, so what's a realistic time investment? Yeah. So are we calling I, someone that two, plays? I think I think I think two to three hours, and maybe two is a little low. But let's say three to four hours. I think that is a realistic time investment. So that's a casual per game. day on on average. You can have a day where you got something else to do or whatever. But three to four, if you were to average out your day, and ask someone asks you, hey, just you know, on a on a pretty normal day, how much do you play? Yeah, about three to four hours, and on a weekend, maybe I you know I, I go up to maybe eight. Cool. That you you're a hardcore gamer. 
I don't care what your what game you're doing that in. You're a hardcore gamer. So then, someone playing ten or more hours a day, are they a hardcore gamer or are they an extreme hardcore gamer? Because I feel like there should be another category. Okay, I mean, okay, if you need another category, then fine. If you're playing ten plus hours a game, you need to do something else. You need to get a life. You got to right. do something. But, but you I can't would, play ten plus I hours a game. I would expect that person to be a professional, right? It, oh, 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 let me put it like that. If you're playing ten hours a day and you're not making money off of it, you need to go see a therapist. Yeah, essentially, I would I would categorize categorize it casual, hardcore. And then it's streamer. Yeah, that's sure. that's. Wait, me. you said streamer. Streamer, or? like if sure, you, sure, streamer, streamer, right. like yeah, professional. You, yeah, that, I, I put it like this. That's that's really not the case, man. There's really people out here living in their mom basement. I mean, that, I, that, I get that. Don't stream and anything. I, I, I understand like that. that. I understand they, that. They, I don't want them a... to think that they get to be streamer. Like I don't know. I don't want <laughs> I mean, you to feel. I don't want them to feel like they deserve to just start streaming and niggas should watch them. That's not the case. I don't want anybody I mean, to feel like that much hours into the game. You may as well no, 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 no. I don't think it's 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 healthy for any adult person to be spending ten hours a day on something that isn't adding to your life. So if it's not bringing you some sort of income. Or something like that. That no, 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 no. Right, right. I've to, spent many no, no, a I'm weekend. Not, I'm not supporting rating for like hours. A weekend, a weekend. I'm not supporting anybody right. who 24 seven is sitting at home, not paying any bills, not contributing to their family at all, and it's just playing a game. But they don't make any money. Don't do anything. I'm not supporting that. Don't. So, I don't let's not so, get it twisted. And then, so we're saying a company should cater to your hardcore gamers that are playing three to four hours a day. Yes. Right, and I would agree with that as well. But in a game where three to people who play three to four hours aren't spending money on the game, and people who are playing say six to ten hours a day are spending thousands of dollars on the game, who am I going to cater my game more towards? That is a that is a point that was brought up in. Um Destiny 2's early stages when they were a lot of the shit that was good in the game was locked behind money and they were saying okay I mean <clears throat> first of all there's no way to get the shit without <laughs> spending money on it you know now, not even a probability it's just yeah there's it, no way you have to spend money in order to get to like the, the and I mean they, they made the argument okay these are like uh, cosmetic shit you don't really need these things they're not going to make you any better but at a point, you gotta you gotta kind of the argument was like, okay, who are we? Who are they, who are they catering to? Are they catering to the guy who comes in and then leaves when they finish with the story? Or are they catering to the guy who sticks around? Yeah, you know, who who do you who you focus on? I, you would think they would focus on the guy who sticks around, right? It's like it's the case for for FIFA. Like, oh no, no, <laughs> that's not the case for FIFA at all. Because then, but but then not Sam. Sam, As much as Sam is saying, Sam is a two to three hour a day player on average. Well, maybe a little more right now because of your position. But I feel like, well, maybe not. I don't know. But I feel like once you get like into the full workforce, yeah. Like, but but see, the reason so FIFA is different than most video games. You hmm. know, when it comes to COD, for example. I don't need to spend any money besides the initial investment of sixty dollars. Yeah, exactly. Because well, maybe everybody's on the same playing field. Exactly. Like they're trying to do this little Fortnite thing where you can like yeah. have you get the black market and you can buy yeah. different costumes. Nobody cares about that. Kind essentially, of stuff. for the most part, time investment is how you get the most the best shit. Right, exactly. I, but I'm, see in FIFA, like I'm in a weird place to where I actually don't complain about gameplay that much. As much as everyone else does. I agree. Um and I also don't really complain about people who spend a lot of money on the game. 
because they generally are like the streamers and professionals. And I just know where I am in life and what I feel like God is calling me to. I don't have time to be a professional. You know what I'm saying? Even though mm-hmm. I would like to, I just know that's not where you know my, where my, my best time is spent. So I would say I spend three to four hours a day, Monday through Friday, or Monday through Thursday. But then once the weekend hits, those numbers, you know, jump up for weekend league, obviously. Yeah. But I really don't feel like, it, you know, it's it's that big of a difference. Um, like when, when I watch uh, the people who do pay to win, who spend thousands of dollars, if they're worse than me, I beat them. You know, there's that small group of people who are like my skill level, but they invest thousands of dollars in the game and they beat me because they have better mm-hmm. players. But because I know I'm not going to be a professional, it doesn't bother me as much. And so... I'm just like, oh, well, they beat me. Is it Who never cares? frustrating that uh, to think I could have just beaten that guy if he didn't have the or monetary Or to know that you could have gotten better rewards. And, 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 and I put it like this, too, because, you know, we, we always joke about, you know, Sam being the minister or whatever. So, he's, you know, <laughs> you know God be keeping him calm and stuff like that. So, we, you know, we'll joke about it. But, in, like, but seriously, though, like, because the way Sam approaches the game, it is easier for deal with stuff like that. Whereas me, I'm thinking to myself... Yo, I, I I only got ten wins this time because I faced ten different players that were all probably equal skill level to me, but they paid for their teams, so I lost because they scored uh ridiculous goals from forty yards away. So now I'm losing games and I'm not getting rewards that I I would have gotten if the game was fair. But 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 even but forget us as little people like right because we're, we're like like Sam said we're not going pro and things like that so maybe it's not as big of a deal and I don't disagree but then what happens to that guy that doesn't who actually is that level but because of that he doesn't um, he doesn't he can't qualify for that tournament and if he had qualified a tournament and made that tournament he could have been that, that's what Tex is mm-hmm. right Tex. Uh, Tex didn't just get randomly good. Tex was good in FIFA 17. Yeah. He was like, what, 14? In FIFA, when FIFA 17 was out? 13 or 14. And in FIFA 17, he just didn't have any money to put into the game to allow him to have the teams to compete. So he wasn't in the tournaments. So now every year, and every, everybody acts surprised. And I know, I, know it, I know it's all because everybody's sucking EA's dick. But in reality, it was like, who's this new player? Where did he come from? Well, somebody finally believed in him and gave him money. That's it. That's the only difference. Tex, has, Tex now has money to spend and gets the amazing teams. Mm-hmm. He was always a skilled player, but he wasn't in the tournaments. He wasn't able to compete in tournaments that could have changed his life simply because somebody else already had money. That's not that's that is that is that is not something I can overlook personally. Yeah, that it, bothers it, me it, to it, know it that goes, that's happening. To it people. goes back to like morals and ethics, but ultimately, it's money runs everything in this world. Mm-hmm. Like that that's just what it is. Yeah. Like like money moves. Money talks. It does. And so when it comes to those players, like it's unfortunate. I mean, they, they save basketball, football, and everything else. Like the greatest player to ever play basketball is the guy who never actually picked up the ball in the first place. Like we'll yeah. never know who oh, the greatest right. basketball player but, but, could have been because they never touched the basketball. But, but but you see when you talk about stuff like that, like we this is this is the same conversation we had with the is it easier to get on or whatever. It to me it's the same thing. Once you lower, if the barrier to entry is low, you'll see how many, the people that are that are really great get to rise, right? So in America, the barrier to entry to play soccer is very, is very high. 
you have to have all this money. You got to pay this much money. If you want to get noticed by anybody, you have to go to these specific leagues and you have to travel this and you have to do all this stuff. You know who can afford that? The kids in the hood. So Miko Grimes said the same thing on on uh, Flagrant 2. What did you say? It on Brilliant It's one of the two. Why, why, why is America never competing in soccer? Because black people don't play it. We're the best athletes. We're the best. We're the best. Oh, I, can't the word. I can't say the list word. I can't say the word. I had a strong. random list. But I don't know where that came from. The best. The best. <laughs> I don't know what the what was that. That ugly nerd kicked in. That is definitely yeah. My my gap decided to take over. It was like nah, fam. <laughs> wow. The best athletes this country has are black players. We see that in basically every sport that we attempt to play. If there's any black people playing hockey, they're instantly a prominent name. Not because they're black, because they're actually good. The one black guy in, in, in golf, uh, the black people and the best, arguably the best soccer player of all time, black dude, Pele. <laughs> like you, when you, once you start looking at every sport, you go, oh, okay, so these guys just are superior athletes, right? Like, I, I don't know if there's a white dude in the top 10 of best players of all time when it comes to basketball. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it is. And, and that's no disrespect to, like, John Stockton, Larry Bird. But I don't know that you'd consider any white basketball player in the top 10 of basketball players of all time. I don't think it's there. And it probably would be the same for football if they weren't protecting the quarterback position for white people. Yeah, it's also, um, what's his name? Bird is probably the only one that's been making the top 10. Hmm? Bird is probably the only one that people would probably debate. But yeah, on. you could probably get, Bird is probably the only debatable white dude that could be top 10. I agree. But that's what I'm saying. So when you look at that, like, when you look at the fact that there's just, the barrier to entry for basketball is very low, right? All you need is one person. There's, you know, there's basketball courts everywhere. But all you need is one person in the hood with a basketball, and everybody can play basketball for. Everybody can come out there and try. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the barrier to entry is low for that. You, you know what I mean? There's so, and, then there's, and then you have so many places where it's cheaper for kids to play. So maybe your kid has hoop dreams. But he can't afford to play at the school because the school needs two hundred dollars for him to be on the team for his uniform or whatever. But he can play in his church league. That's fifteen dollars, and mom can swing fifteen, you know. But she can't swing two hundred. You know what I mean? And then I mean, when I was in school playing basketball, there were scholarships. You know what I mean? Like if I had stayed in private school, I probably would have went to sixth grade playing on a basketball scholarship. That's just what would have had like. That would have been my. That was the tra- trajectory I was on. So it's like the, the barrier to entry is a lot is a lot lower for other sports. You know, what I mean, you see you see less people in baseball because it's an expensive sport to get in. You need a glove, you need cleats, you need the the, 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 the mitts, and you need it. Just, it becomes a lot. You need balls and bats, and then you need somebody who's going to go out there with you to train and throw balls so you can hit, or you know, hit the ball up so you can learn how to catch pop flies and ground. It's a lot. You know, what I mean, like there's a the big barrier to entry for sports like that. So the sports where you see you don't see. Black people being one of the poorest demographics in the country, the sports you don't see us in have normally the highest barriers to entry for it. That's what it is. Once you lower the barrier to entry and let people in, what that does is it lets that poor kid, it lets a Messi through. Messi's a poor kid from Argentina who got a shot. You know what I mean? That's how now he's one of the greatest players of all time. Ronaldo's the same thing. Ronaldo's a poor kid from Portugal who got a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you and and if you have foreign parent if you have foreign parents that grew up like in a soccer country, in a country that plays soccer heavily, they all know somebody that was really good who could have played who they're like yeah he could have played. My dad will tell you stories for days about dudes he knew in Limon, Costa Rica that 
could he, he was like yo he could have played professional man like this dude should have been that he was that good he could have played like oh, like he was so good and he just never got the shot but the barrier entry is low to play soccer you did, i mean and when my dad was growing up they wasn't playing with you know these soccer balls you know what i'm saying they were playing with anything you know what I'm saying? oranges bro they'll play with it like, <laughs> I, and i'm that sounds funny but it's not it's for real yeah you know what i'm saying they talk about pele growing up kicking these balls like coconuts and playing with that you know what i'm saying like it's a different level of once the buried entry is low, it, that's what it is. And and people say soccer's hard. It's really not. I mean, you need a ball of some sort, something that's a ball. But after that, man, how many? I mean, I say how many. At Southern, we used to, if the goals weren't out there, they were locked up by the rack. We used to just put backpacks or something to make that a goal. Like, you can play the game. You see what I'm saying? Like, the buried entry can be lowered for soccer in America. It's just not because whatever reason. Right. But, like. So it's to me, it's the same thing. Like, it, you lower that barrier to entry, you don't make that barrier to entry of five, five, pouring five thousand dollars into a game. How many more players would you have? How much more competitive would the FIFA scene be? And what we, what we do understand is, we like seeing the best players play. We like seeing the best. We want all the best competitors playing, right? Like, mm-hmm. th- that's the whole reason people want to see LeBron keep facing the Warriors. He's the best player, and he's facing the best team. And I want to see if he can steal one. I want to know. Those guys are a built team, and this is a best player playing with a bunch of scrubs, and I want to know if he can drag them to one. And he did. Not a bunch of scrubs, but, you know, whatever. I insane. mean. But he, oh, yeah, Kyrie. So, whatever. <laughs> but, you know. No, no, no. Kyrie ain't no scrub. Yeah, Kyrie, exactly. Kyrie's a killer. So, that's what I'm saying is, like, it's the competition. I want to see the best go at it. Right? Yeah. So, it's the same But, thing. I mean, like, once again, can we fault a company for making money? Because, I mean, yeah, we want to see the best players play, but if in making the best players play, they're they're now making less money. It's not less money. Would they do that? I mean, how, did they know that? Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. Listen, listen. Here's the thing, man. Like, how? What? But how do they know that though? Because you because you look at the trends of what everybody else is doing. I'm but, watching other companies making they, long. Are they I'm making more money? Uh, no, no. They're making more money right now. When that money stops in a year, when people get sick of your shit. Then you're gonna wish you had just done what they said, and you could have lasted another ten years. Oh yeah. So but, my, so my. But thing, will it happen? Hmm? Will it happen? Of course it will. Next, of course it so will. So next year. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying next year or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not calling. Listen, because at the, at the end of the day, there's a bunch of good people working at EA that have jobs. I'm not calling for them to lose their jobs or the studio to shut down. I don't want anybody out of work, so I don't want it to. I'm not begging for them to lose their jobs. I would much rather EA understand somebody. There's some CEO. Probably of a paler pigment that is up there who is going, I want to keep making money and I want to keep giving myself raises. And I can do that by making as much money as possible and fuck y'all. But what's going to happen is sooner or later people are going to go, nah, you know what? Fuck you. And we're not going to support any games you put out. Then you're going to wish you had talked or listened to these people. Because what did I? I'm, I'm, this is this is verifiable facts. You can Google and look up. FIFA Ultimate Team is saving EA's company. FIFA Ultimate Team. You know how they say the WNBA is always operating at a loss, and the NBA saves them every year, which is true. That's what e- Ultimate Team is doing for rest of EA's games, all of them, basically, except uh, for maybe Battlefield. I think it. Uh, I think uh, it'll ultimately be a sooner thing if another franchise built. A competitive FIFA, if they could uh, soccer game if they could 
The, they I, just can't. I, I, that's the only way. That's the only way I could see. And that, the reason why they have that hold is because they're monopoly. Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, if there was actually a good game, of course, that could compete, people would play that instead. Yes. Which is why everybody plays two K. And and it would make FIFA get better. Of course, it would. But like, think about in a game of Monopoly, who makes exactly, the most money? Exactly, the nigga with the yeah, most. Yeah, but here's the shit. thing: Monopoly is a game <laughs> that doesn't affect real life. But guess what? EA went out of their way to make sure that the game is not produced here in America, where they cannot legally hold a monopoly. Listen, do you, if you owned a company and you said, "What country would you want your company to be running?" Right. Like let's forget about all the laws and all that kind of stuff. You just pick the random company that your that your country wanted to be running, right? That's where you'd run your company. That's where you'd be at most of the time. You'd probably say, you know, countries like you know, maybe even a country like Costa Rica. You know, you want to live somewhere nice and tropical beaches. You know, you know Brazil, Spain. You know what I'm saying? Would you say Romania ever? Would that ever pop out? Do you? Of course not. No one who who is that, who's ever said let's go to Romania. No, you, Romania is somewhere that you end up at because you were going somewhere else. And it's like, oh well, I guess we could just stop here on the way and check out Romania. No one wants to go to Romania. Yet EA makes this game in Romania by accident. Of course not. They make this game in Romania the moment they got a monopoly on all of basically everything people care about. So they got the UEFA rights for Champions League, and they've had the FIFA rights this entire time. Now there's nothing over at uh, at Konami for Pez for anybody to be like, well, I can play this over here. Because now, except for the, the players that have signed to them, who are, who are who signed between both, because some players are legends, you know, like the Gerards or even Ronaldo's, Pele, something like that. They will, they'll tell EA, you can use my likeness, but you're not the sole user of it. I can give my likeness to you, and I'm going to give my likeness to them, and I'm going to make my money. And that's what they're doing. So EA has literally gone out of its way to make sure they've crafted a scenario where they do not have to give anybody a chance to compete with them. And to Sam's point, while technically they are not doing anything illegal as far as I understand it now, that is a problem. Once you box out, and, 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 and even though it's not, you're right, it's not illegal to do it, and you, know, you should make the most money you can. That's great. But what you're doing is you're showing people that you're weak, and then now that you've, this is what happens, right? Like somebody gets a position of power, and then they abuse that position of power. And then everybody that was excited for you to get that position after you abuse it, they want you gone now because you've abused that position. That's what EA did. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, EA's great. When, when EA had – when when Pez had a little bit of a foothold and EA had to try to make a competitive game, there were no problems. The moment they started getting more and more stuff just to themselves and more and more and more and more, all of a sudden EA became the, the guy that everybody rooted for to be the, the monarch – and now that the monarch, they're killing all the poor people. And everybody's like, whoa, this is not what we thought you were supposed to be about. Like, uh, we don't want this. So now you have people upset. <laughs> like, and, and now you're you're where you could have Naughty Dog, like I like I keep saying, studios like Naughty Dog, uh Santa Monica. I mean, some of these are, you know, first party studios anyway, but Rocksteady, they're going Rockstar. Rocksteady too, but Rockstar, they're going to be able to make games forever. And the hardcore gamers who know game studios and stuff 
are always going to give them a chance. If you talk to people who like are hardcore gamers and like they play games, they they like I wouldn't call them hardcore gamers. If you talk to people that are like engulfed in the video game industry, you will get excited just by hearing what studio is developing something. Like that alone will get you hype. When you found out who was developing Spider-Man, instant everybody's eyes lit up. It's like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. Like I know this is they got to try. Like this is gonna be good. They're gonna make money for years. They can make ten Spider-Mans. We're gonna buy all of them. EA eventually, eventually your luck is gonna run out. And so the question becomes, and while you're, so you're right, it's not on the company to go. Well, we're making money, but it is on the company to look at itself and go, people are very unhappy. I cannot care and keep collecting a check now, or I can make them happy and keep collecting maybe slightly smaller checks, but I can keep collecting checks for another 10, 20 years. Do I want to collect checks for five? Do I want to collect, do I want to collect, this is, and this is what it is, and this is the lottery thing, right? Do you want to get your lump sum now, or do you want to get money over your years? And with the lottery, you probably do want your lump sum if you're responsible. But do you just want to get the check right now? Is that the best thing to do? If you're irresponsible, probably not. You probably want to get a check. If I told you, listen, you can make, if I told you to quit your job right now for a million dollars, would you do it? Of no. course not. Because you understand that that doesn't make any sense, right? Mm -hmm. You understand you have the potential to make more money over time. So it wouldn't make any sense to quit a job and burn a bridge over an amount of money that isn't going to massively change your life. You see what I'm saying? And if EA was operating at some massive surplus where, you know, they're making $300 million off the game and then that's going into somebody's pocket, then I'd say, you know what? I get it. But that's not the case. You've got to cover all the losses of all the bad games you put out. So all that profit that Ultimate Team is making ain't really full profit when you spread it across the company in all different studios. They lost a lot of money on Mirror's Edge Catalyst. A lot. <laughs> So it's like you, you, when you look at these games that EA is putting out, it's like, okay, so yeah, I'm covering all that. How much money are y'all really making? So then you look at that and you say, okay, you could cut some of those bad games, make a little less money on Ultimate Team if you make it a little more balanced, a little more fair, but you're going to make that money consistently for the next 20 years. People are going to love you. People are going to revere you. People are going to buy any game you put out. Or you can make a bunch of money, screw people over for five years, then they get sick of you, then nobody has a job. Then what? Then what are you doing? Now you're scrambling for a job, but nobody wants you. And here's the thing, with, with gamers and with, with nerds in general, nerds get very into these companies. So this isn't like, you know, uh, Amazon, right? Like Amazon, you know uh, Bezos, right? You don't know anybody else at Amazon, right? Nah. Who you don't know anybody else important there? Mm -hmm. right? I mean, even at, even even at Apple, you knew Steve Jobs. The majority of people who knew anybody else other than him, no one. These gaming companies, we know all these niggas. We know who the president is. We know who the vice president is. We know who the who the game director is. We know every. We know who the story director. Is. We know all them. And if you were a dick at your last company, we know your name. And if you get attached to a new company that we think has potential. We're going, oh, why would you sign him? He's not, no, he came from, from that. No, no, we don't want, we don't, you shouldn't with him. And that company's going to go, oh, 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 you guys don't like that. Oh, hey, look, bro, you got to go. These people was hyped for our game until you showed up. Bye. Because with you comes what you previously did. 
So not only did you cut your money off at EA, you've cut your, you've made it harder for yourself to find a job somewhere else in this industry. All because you want to make fast money. So I, if I'm the company looking at all of that, I'm considering all of that and saying maybe I want to play a long game, not the short game. That's why people have savings accounts. That's why people invest in 401k accounts. You're not investing it because it's going to be a million dollars tomorrow. You buy a lottery ticket hoping to get a million dollars tomorrow. You play a long game and throw that dollar into a 401k and hope that you have a million dollars when you're 65. And obviously you want more than that, but you know what I'm saying. That's the idea. You play the long game. You Everybody understands playing the long game is probably smarter. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Like the company, you're right. The company, yeah, they're making as much money as possible. That's cool. You want to make money for a couple years or you want to make money for generations? But the way they said they got it set up now, they pretty they they can they uh if nothing changes as far as who has the rights i don't see how they cannot make money people eventually eventually people will get fed up it just depends on how long that goes because here's, no here's, other... here's what here's what happens right like i said the the people that you're not catering to are the 2 to 3 hour players if they're going listen i'm never going to have a chance to compete i'm never going to get the good packs if i don't spend a bunch of money I'm done. I'm not, I'm not buying a game anymore. That's me. But see, I'm like, at that point. The difference between, like, say, like, oh, if Destiny's trash, I'm just going to go over to Call of Duty or Fallout. Or, no, not Fallout. Uh, Fortnite. Not Fallout. <laughs> Fallout 76. <laughs> nah, not that. <laughs> Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can do that. Where Where is a FIFA player going? No, no. Here's, here's my thing. Right now. Like, to get their, fi- their, their soccer fix, where are they going? So I put it like this, right? In FIFA. Not Pez. Yeah. And FIFA, but it's not Pez because, like we said, in Pez, if you want to play games, first of all, the Ultimate Team looks atrocious. I don't know if you've ever seen. Nah, heck no, yeah. Th- their Ultimate Team version looks r- ridiculous. They've got to fix their UI completely. It looks bad. But and you can't even play with your favorite teams. Yeah, you got to play with the the, 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 the Blue the, Devils, the, the Blue the, Devils, and the. And the <laughs> that's what I said. I said this last time, right? The Merseyside Reds. You yeah, got to play with the the Manchester Devils. Yeah, like it's bullshit names. Like, yo, <laughs> like yo, I don't want to play with these niggas. Like, this is terrible. This is I don't like. I want to play with the teams and the real players. And the, the like, this is horrible. So what happens? What what's been happening in FIFA is it's slowly been trending. I didn't say it's gonna happen. It happens immediately. It's not a snap. It's not a Thanos snap, right? It's a it is a gradual thing over time. EA has had a stronghold on the market before they got this monopoly. but And because they knew they had a stronghold, they became lazier and lazier in their game design. But until this, until FIFA 19, the game has not been so bad that people have been disenfranchised with it. So before, it was like you just made excuses for the game because overall you were kind of still having a good time and there was still something in it that you felt like was worth doing. FIFA 19 doesn't seem to be that way. I have to play, basically, to keep my rank in whatever division I am in, I have to play, what, a minimum of about four to five games a day to try to, just to keep up. And if I can't do that, then since, what, Division Rivals ends on a Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that means on a Wednesday night in the middle of a week, I'm probably, like like Anthony, trying to grind out as many games as possible to get my rank as high as possible uh, if if I didn't have enough time to play as many games on Monday and Tuesday. So now, now in the middle of the week, I have to grind out all these games. People are slowly becoming disenfranchised with the game, slowly and slowly and slowly. And if they're not fixing anything, or they keep putting out fixes that turn out to be bullshit, what happens eventually is they're going. People are slowly going to 
wither away from it. They're going to lose interest in the game. And when we lose it, it's, it here's, here's, and here's why you don't pander to the streamers, right? Once the two to three hour people stop, start doing what I do now, like, you know, yeah, I'm not playing the game, man. I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm done playing. I'm sick of playing the game. I'm not going to play the game anymore. Or, or, at, or at the minimum go, I'm not spending any more money on the game. I refuse, right? I'm going to play this game because I already purchased it, but I'm not spending any money on the game and I'm not buying your next one. Then you become disenfranchised, and because you're not as invested, you're not watching the YouTubers and the streamers anymore. Once people start moving away from that to whatever the next hot craze is, it's, it's, it's not that there's another soccer game to go to. It's just that this one is treating me so bad. It's, it's just like having a girlfriend. You don't know that there's another girl out there. Maybe another girl won't like you. But if you're just, you, you can get to a point, or a boyfriend, you can get to a point where you go, I don't even know if anybody else out there loves me, but I'm done with this. Like, I know I'm not doing this. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's that same thing. I look at that but, same but thing. But I mean, like, but EA is, this is the only girl in the world. So you just got to deal with her crap. Right. No, 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 you, no. You got an option. You can deal with her shit or you just be alone in the world for the rest of your life. But who wants to be alone for the rest of your life? Hey, uh, but or or, or I'm just saying, a lot to I was ride about on. to make a very weird analogy with the girl thing. But <laughs> it's about to get really weird. But the point is the, 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 something my, my point is my, my point is my point is you can become so disenfranchised with something that even if that's the only option for you, you can still say, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. Like there are people out there. That's what that's. I mean, and I, I ref, this is my second time referencing because I like his music. Russ is that same way. Russ is a dude who you know he talks about you know getting label offers and things like that, and he's going, nah, I like I'm worth more than that. Y'all can't pay me that much to get all the rights to my stuff and own my masters and do all this stuff and fuck me over. Y'all only gonna pay me what? Nah, I know I'm worth more than that. You can't tell me I'm not worth. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. And he's doing that at a time where his parents don't have gas money. You know what I'm saying? Like you and you looking at it and going and a lot of people. And this is what I'm saying. You got to be solid in yourself. A lot of people would break and just go, man, I need the money and take it. He stays solid in himself and it worked. And that doesn't mean it's always going to work out perfectly like that. Maybe he stays solid and maybe maybe he stays solid and maybe music didn't work out, but he ended up doing something in the back and that, you know, still made him money. Whatever. Like, you don't know. But my point is, like, there's something to be said for doing things with some level of honor. Oh, and, and, and I agree, yeah. especially as a Christian. Like, I, I, like, morals and ethics are a high standard to me. Mm-hmm. But... Knowing that a company, their God, if you will, is making money, they're gonna do everything to make that money. And I I can't be mad at them for doing it. I, I, you know, I'm not mad at a company for doing everything for that. I, I I guess I say I'm I'm upset with the product, but I'm not mad at the company for. And I keep saying that because I keep saying the same thing. Yeah, they to make as much money as possible. People still playing the game. Why would they change anything? Why would they? Why would they? At FIFA, they're already at EA. They're already working on FIFA 20. Right. No one is making updates to this game. There's probably five dudes sitting around, switching code around, and going, "Yeah, it's different. We just increased that by two, I guess." <laughs> and like, you guys like that? Is that enough? No. All right. Well, try again. Like, no one. They're not. No, there's no dedicated 
30-man team working to fix FIFA 19. They don't give a fuck, right? So people asking for changes, you're not getting it. You're never going to get it. It's not going to happen. So that's like dead that belief. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it does not come in, ever. It's never going to come. This game is never going to be consistently playable. You are all, you're, the, rest of, the rest of FIFA 19, you're going to have games that don't feel consistent back and forth. You're going to have shit that's just bad. Like it's going to be that way because there's no incentive. And I don't blame the company for that because I do believe the people can do it. But I would rather have a company that just put out a good product rather than people having to boycott your game or slag off your game. Hey, and I'm, I'm right there with you. We're but, on the same page. But to the point that Ian made... If I want to play a soccer sports competitive game, I have no other game to play. You don't? Because I've played PES, and like I said, it, it was a joke. It was a joke of a game. It was easy. Yeah. There's a lot of things FIFA had that PES didn't have. Like even to the point of like Destiny when Destiny 2 was trash, even though there were other shooters to play, there weren't any shooters like Destiny right. to play. You would have well, played Destiny. They created so, Destiny. They, like there's nothing in giant in Destiny's genre that competes with Destiny, so I was stuck. Like I'm playing this game, but I'm I'm pissed all the time when I play it. Yeah, but you're loyal. But yeah, I'm loyal. I mean, but and here's my point. Here's my my, my point is and my my point is to me as a solid nigga, I'm not going to keep pl- the only reason I will excuse anybody still playing a game where they're not enjoying it. Is one of two things. Either I can no longer, I can't return it and get my money back. Well, well yeah, I bought a, a digital copy, so I already paid for the game. So I'm not gonna blame anybody for playing a game you already bought, even if you're not having fun with it. I'm not mad at you for that because I'm doing it. I'm not having fun with FIFA 19. I'm really not disenfranchised with it completely. But I already paid sixty dollars for it. But I refuse to pour any extra into it. I'm not giving them any more money. Mm-hmm. And if Destiny 2 was that bad. We force them to have to give us a free patch to the game. Now, yes, they're going to come out with a DLC that may do something extra, but you've got to fix the game first for me to see, okay, this is playing better. All right, fine. Now I'm willing to give you my money again. Like, I'm, my foot is on Bungie's neck because I'm telling, we're telling you, and maybe the desk community is just smaller, especially once it got to Destiny 2. It feels more tight-knit, but... We told Bungie straight up, if you don't fix the game, we not buying shit. Fuck your DLCs. We don't give a fuck about the story. First of all, the story ain't even, the story is all over the place. The story is deep. If it wasn't for Bife, nobody would know what the fuck is going on in Destiny. Like, I, like, I don't care what anybody says about other lore masters and shit. If it wasn't for my name is Bife, nobody would know shit about what's happening in Destiny. No one. It'd be fucking ridiculous. It'd be terrible. So your story of whatever you want to name the next DLC ain't going to draw me in. Is the game going to play good? Yes or no? You got to prove that to me. So they have to give us that update free. That's the difference. EA's not doing that. Right. EA's going, yeah, we don't got to fix shit. But my my, my point is, as a solid nigga, what you should be able to do is go, I'm not going to give you anything extra. That's not happening from people in FIFA. So I, like, I, I already said this, but I'm just as angry at the people that are still throwing money at the game. And com- if you're throwing money at the game and complaining, it's like, Sam spending money on the game. Like, you and Ant are actually the perfect di- like, dynamic because Sam spends money on the game a little bit, but he's also not complaining. Like, Sam's fine. Ant spends money on the game, 
And he's complaining. And he's complaining. Yeah. And no, it's I like you're money. enabling them. If you don't like, I, that's why I don't like. I let Aunt rent, and I just let him have it. I don't like. I don't argue with him. But I'm never. I don't. I just whatever because you have like you're. I can't control everybody on the internet, right? There's a million people out there. I can't touch everybody, but we're on the mic together, and I'm telling you, you understand how business works. I'm explaining to you that yes, maybe you're only spending forty, sixty dollars. You're like it's not gonna change anything, but you're still adding to it. You don't have to. And maybe when you tell somebody else, maybe if the three of us didn't spend any money on the game at all, and then, and then a fourth person comes into our group and they're going, oh, yeah, I'm about to buy packs. Like, what packs are y'all buying? They're like, oh, yeah, no, we don't spend money on this game. No, we refuse to send money until they fix something. Oh, yeah, well, the game is kind of bad. But, you know, the packs, yeah, dude, listen, man, they got to change eventually. Maybe you convince that fourth person. Maybe he convinced another person. Like, you don't know what you, don't know what, what you say is going to do going forward like so yeah you may think i'm only spending twenty dollars they making a billion dollars so my twenty dollars don't matter but it does like it does matter it, it does as much as you think it's a small amount it does because you not spending money might affect the next person might affect the next person might affect the next person so you you just because and it's like it's like me i don't watch the nfl at all <laughs> but is that changing other people watching the nfl is it hurting their numbers probably not but I'm standing solid in that. <laughs> the only reason I know the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year is because everybody told me. That's it. I didn't watch it. I don't know anything. I didn't follow the score. I didn't nothing. <laughs> you didn't see me tweet nobody. I ain't talk shit to no. And I love talking shit to Falcons fans when I used to watch the NFL. <laughs> I love talking shit to Falcons fans. I've been doing that since I moved here. But I don't. I didn't talk shit to nobody. I didn't message John. You can ask John. You can ask John and Draw both texted me. Congratulations. I'm like for what? They're like, oh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Like, oh, for real? You didn't watch it? And I was like, no, nigga. When I said fuck the NFL, I meant that shit. And so what I'm saying is it's cool if you don't want to be a solid nigga. That's fine. Everybody don't got it. Everybody, everybody not built the same. I get that. But I'm not going to be the dude that's complaining about the game and still handling my money. Mm. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, I'm I, not. I only need one fix. Kickoff goals. <laughs> they take kickoff goals. Like, I don't care. I'm beating you. This is what it is. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's that's what it is for me. Yeah, but but I mean, what you're getting at is the heart of the gamer. Are they are they gonna conform, and and you know continue to feed the beast, if you will, of this money hungry money grab thing, or are they gonna take a stand and say, you know what, this game actually does suck, and I as the consumer have the power to control the future of this game. 100%. So if I stop handing this beast money, it dies. Mm-hmm. And until the, the gaming community comes together in FIFA and says, yeah, enough is enough. We're not dealing with this crap anymore. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to change or we're not playing or we're not paying anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just not happening. I agree. I agree. I understand that right now, black people are still going to watch the NFL. I get that. That doesn't mean I'm going to still add to it. Right. Because, but you as a person, out of your clear conscience, you yes. can't watch the NFL. Exactly. You can't play FIFA. Exactly. Because your conscience won't allow you to. Exactly. But, you know, for other people, it's whatever. They either have a conscience and their conscience is like, well, I'm just fine with the status quo. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Or some people just don't have conscience at all and just say, I have whatever. no morals, no ethics. It's I just do what is. I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's why I feel like um, it, I think it would be sooner that the, the change happens because of competition than because of us, the consumer. Well, like I said, there's no, unless the FIFA Federation decides to 
say we can make more money if we let both of you have the license, then there's no incentive, especially if EA is constantly willing, which they are because their community keeps spending money to pay whatever they ask. So if they go, we need $3 billion for you to keep the license, EA goes, fine, here's $3 billion. They'll go in debt for $3 billion, knowing they can make the money back. We're just going to release way more promo packs this year. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Like, right now, they're showing us the probabilities. Those are probably bullshit numbers. They'll probably release way more promo packs just to have us feel like, oh, there's more promo packs. They're doing promo packs all the time. They're doing half-off packs. But they've also, they're telling us, oh, it's a 25% chance of this, when really it's probably a 7% chance. But we don't know that. We, we, we expect them to be honest with us. Yeah. So on one hand, you're saying, oh, I think they're being honest. But on the other hand, you're going, it's not matching up to what they're saying. So which is it? And if you're going to keep being a sheep and giving them your money, that's fine. That's, that's what it is. That's okay for you. But I know me personally, I can't do that. But, I, but, but at the same time, I don't want to hear you complain about it if you're going to still feed it. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's Maybe. all it is for me. Yeah. Don't complain to me about anything if you're going to feed it. Mm. Plain and simple. So, uh, yeah. I went longer than I expected. A lot longer than I expected. Two hours. Longer? <laughs> three hours. That's no, not three hours. And five minutes. Fuck. Oh, we got to do this in two parts. This has got to be two parts. We can't. We, 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 we've created a, a standard of about an hour and a half. We, we can't do two hours. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to record a break in the middle somewhere, bro. Yeah, we, can't, we can't do two hours. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do three hours, man. We can't put out three hours once. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, Sam, appreciate you for uh, coming through for this in-depth conversation. Indeed. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're able to do it as I really want to have this convo the podcast and I, and I knew it was going to be I knew FIFA and Destiny were two very good catalysts for it so I'm glad we were able to have the the whole conversation on here um, do you want to tell anybody your social medias or anything like that like follow you and see what a beast you are well if you want to Sam Beast I am on Instagram and I think it's the same thing on Twitter I think yeah yeah, yeah. cool cool uh, Ian doesn't want anybody to follow him but if you want to Fuck the conventional norm of not following Ian. Uh, you can follow him at uh, Berserk underscore music. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Berserk underscore music. Um, me. Uh, you can. I don't. Don't follow me. Follow the Two Ugly Nerds page. Um, yeah, Ian's, Ian should run the Two Ugly Nerds page. And he can tell people don't follow me. Follow the Two Ugly Nerds page. But he, I run the Two Ugly Nerds page. So, yeah, don't follow me. Follow the Two Ugly Nerds page. Nigga. Um. Now you can follow me at Derek the Podcast Guy on Instagram. I don't know what my name is on Twitter. Oh, the Podcast Beta, or the Wolf of Ravenclaw. There you go. You can look that up. I'm never changing that for a while. That's a solid, solid Twitter name for me. The Wolf of Ravenclaw. Yeah. Team Slytherin. Gang. Team, Team Slytherin. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh. I have to think more about that. I don't agree. What? Maybe 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 I'll start doing deep dives on what I think uh, our guest houses should be. No, I did part of more. Sam today. I did part of more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on Slither, maybe. All right, yeah, maybe. Oh, I gotta think more about that. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta think. I gotta think more. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I can't say I disagree. I just, I, I have to think more in my head of what I think. 
But um, yeah. Anyways, um, as always, like, share, comment, subscribe. Oh, you know what, man? If you listen to the podcast, please go and rate the podcast on uh, on iTunes. Um, if you have it, if you have iTunes, you got an iPhone or whatever, just go on there and you can leave a review if you want to, or just like click, just click the, like the stars, whatever you think it is. Like seriously, you don't have to click five stars. Click one star two three whatever you feel like we deserve just go on there and rate it i would really appreciate it um i really do like feedback bro we like i beg for feedback on social media bro like i'm like please like if you listen to podcasts tell me what you think tell me what you think tell me what you think and then finally somebody will be like oh yeah your last one was really good i really enjoyed it i'm like okay cool did anybody not like it or something anybody didn't like like please tell me what you like dislike anything something you want us to change or look at or consider like tell me these things if you listen to the podcast consistently um yeah so comments are important man whether you at me or on twitter or uh um, what's the other site twitter or instagram um you know or you know leave us yeah say something man itunes whatever it is if you're yeah whatever it is um can you comment on spotify i don't think so but i think you can rate on spotify though so maybe maybe do that um yeah so as always you know you can find us on any any of your major podcast streaming apps for the most part um, yeah, but anyways like share comment subscribe most importantly enjoy it's been talking to thanks for listening